Welcome to the 26th episode of the Triple Takeover Toycast, a fortnightly podcast about vintage toy lines, and in particular, our favourite robots in disguise, the Transformers. Today is a bit of an extravaganza because it happens to be our one-year anniversary episode, meaning that there's now enough recorded material of us chatting about toys for you to sit down and listen to uninterrupted for a gargantuan 48-hour binge session, or what Maz calls his ideal weekend. Of course, there's even more if you sign up on Patreon, meaning that you could easily get up to three days straight of material, although at least five hours of that is us just banging on about cardboard. And four hours of that is six, though. <laughs> That's true, actually. I do pay reference to that in a minute. I won't deny it. Uh, needless to say, it's been an incredibly enjoyable first year, full of genuine highs and a rather unhealthy amount of self-enablement along the way. Uh, although, is that just me? I don't know. No, no, it isn't. Yeah. It I isn't. Yeah, this okay. episode is clear evidence that that's <laughs> It's everyone, right. This is probably the ultimate testament of it. Uh, naturally, that's all down to the two best co-hosts a fellow like me could wish for. <laughs> now, it, it's true. It's true. Now, you chaps don't know this, but as it's an anniversary episode, you've actually both been nominated for a few awards. It's very exciting. So, uh, Maz, first up, we have the wonderful Maz from Transformers Square One. Uh, and Maz, you may be delighted to hear that you've won the Most Soothing Voice Award. I'll take it. Yeah, absolutely. I thought that was uh, well-deserved. Did you not listen to the Controversial Opinions episode? He was not <laughs> in there. <laughs> I might have known you'd have something to say about that one. but Was it not quite as good as your... <laughs> Across everything we were trying to say. Well, on, on that theme, Maz, you've also won the most likely to interrupt award. Yes, so that's me. Wings of roundabouts, <laughs> mate, isn't it? What can I say? The Mazdoza. Right, exactly. We all love a bit of Mazdoza. Well, we have to, really, don't we? Because uh, <laughs> it's, it's a thing. Uh, additionally, you're up for most likely to talk about nappies. Uh, <laughs> Which you've already done in the, in the preamble before we hit record there. So that's, uh, I felt a bit vindicated with that one. And the hardest working washing machine award. So uh, so there you go. It's off. It's off. All right. It's off. Is it? Good. Yeah. Excellent. I switched okay. it off 10 we're on, minutes ago. We're on to a good night tonight then. Uh, your final honor is the real treat though, as you've been recognized for your services to eliminating Omnibot chatter. So well done and bravo. Oh, I failed, didn't I? <laughs> well, we had to stick it on an exclusive mini-sode in the end. There was Omnibot chatter. Um... I think actually no, that was a behind the paywall too. The other yeah. one, yeah, it's all behind the paywall. Honestly, no. anybody listening to this not behind the paywall is going to think it's a myth. It won't be in. It'll be redacted. <laughs> right, exactly. It's just like a long beep. That's all it is. Yeah. Then we come to the one and only Liam from Toybox Soapbox. And Liam, I'm sure you'll be delighted to have been crowned cheekiest northern chappy this year. <laughs> uh, then I can see that you've decisively claimed the least likely to buy an RID landfill award. So that's a little <laughs> bit topical for tonight. It's, I feel like this is going to be the episode where it happens, isn't it? I mean, you've only sent me, what, like... 15,000 links? Uh, it actually says here that you won it on a landslide for the sheer volume of reasonably priced landfills you've ignored in the last 12 months. So there you $22, go. $22. 22 I know. Boxed. I know. That sounds like a mouthful, that's it, what you just said there. <laughs> it is a little bit, let me tell you. But yes, yeah, some incredible landfills that have uh, come and gone. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody who voted for that, or, or the many sixos. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, there were many of us. Uh, then you've been awarded one of the biggest honours of all, as you actually get the best dressed nod for your uh, your commitment to wearing themed outfits on both Halloween and Christmas. And changing costume during episodes. I know, exactly. Hey, I like, I like to put on a good show. Exactly. However, you do also get the uh, Doesn't Realise That Podcasting Is A Visual Medium Award for wearing themed outfits on both Halloween and Christmas. So <laughs> your final nomination is the Do We Do Stationery Prize for obvious reasons. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's not stopped mentioning it ever since he realised we do stationery, has he? I know, it's like his thing now. Like, I've got to big up the stationery. I so I'm trying to remind myself, that's what it is. It's the, the one thing I know that we do now. <laughs> Honestly, that was one of my, my favourite moments of the whole year, I think. So, <laughs> so what are your awards then? What, what do you win? Yeah. Well, yeah, you lads have cleaned up, it's fair to say. But uh, I've been left with the uh, most likely to monologue about the G1 Marvel UK Comic Award. Uh, and the fastest growing vinyl tech collection. So I'm I'm pretty happy with my lot. Shooting for those awards. Hey, look, things can only grow when there's room to grow. <laughs> I think right, that's true. Finished. It's done. It's done. Can, yeah. can, I, can I just ask? These are awards. Are they made out of gold plastic? They are indeed. Yeah, they've already shattered. So uh, yeah, sadly, <laughs> would ship them to you, but it'll just be a pile of dust by now. Anyway, <laughs> it's been one hell of a year, and we've loved absolutely every minute of it. But needless to say, the biggest honour goes to everyone who's tuned in to listen over the months, especially our wonderful patrons. Uh, now, we really have been bowled over by the response to this whole endeavour. So we wanted to say a massive thank you for all the amazing support that we've received. And in recognition of that today, we're bringing you an episode that we've actually been teasing since the very beginning. Beginning. Uh, and it has kind of become a bit of a running joke uh, that we've been waiting for Maz to finish buying the toy line before we were allowed to speak about it. But now it is time finally for Car Robots, aka Robots in Disguise 2001. I thought it was going to say Mask. Yeah, it was Mask as well, wasn't it? It was the two of them that we threatened to do from the beginning. Imagine us keeping promises. We got there. I know, we got, we got I, to I it. I thought I turned up to an Omnibots episode. I don't know what's going on now. I'm very confused. Uh, he was just talking about the. Uh, the amazing responses we've got. I think my favourite one was when one of our patrons, our six of butlers, was tuning in to listen to the Omnibot mini-sode and he pressed play and he hadn't realised that he hadn't pressed it properly and he honestly believed for the first three or four <laughs> minutes that we had just taken the piss and not recorded anything. <laughs> but it's just, and he wrote to us and said, you know, for a minute there, I really thought that's what you'd done. So <laughs> he realised he hadn't hit play. That's hilarious. As if we'd do that, eh? Yeah. We thought about it. Yeah. We did We did talk about doing that. So. We wouldn't have done that. Maz would have done that. Yeah. Maz definitely w- Wiped out that. everything we recorded. <laughs> Absolutely. No, but it has been, it's been a wonderful year. Uh, you know, in all seriousness, big shout out to Liam for suggesting the whole thing to begin with. I think yes. it was a, a really fantastic idea no, uh, to bring yeah. bring the three of us together. And there are no two people I would have rather have done this with. No, absolutely note. right. Absolutely yeah. right. Thank you for saying yes, dudes. The thing is, you know, I, I think I was on my way out of the hobby before uh, at the start of 2021. I don't think I would have been anywhere near as involved now. And, you know, with uh, with my son coming along, finances have changed. And I think if that had been allied to not doing the podcast, I don't think I'd be buying any toys or, or doing much in the hobby whatsoever. So when this came along, I remember being really apprehensive when we were going to do our first recording. Yeah. I was just saying to myself, God, how, how do I tell these guys I'm not really <laughs> that into this? And then we did it and it was just like, well, this is fantastic. You know, even that test run that we did for the for the first gimmicks episode. Oh, we did, didn't we? Yeah, we yep. did a we did a whole recording that no one will ever hear. No. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> I wonder if we still have it. I don't know. Uh but yeah, no, that it was a it was a fun one. Yeah, I think it's it's been fascinating actually to watch you actually over this last year kind of get back into it all and particularly actually with car robots. Um, you know, which is why it's such a great topic to do for our, our one year. Because mm-hmm. that's really been I guess the the sort of trajectory that you've been on the last twelve months, hasn't it? That process of discovery. Yeah, and the thing is, I didn't hadn't bought any. I'd been thinking about buying JRX, and then you guys got me the three Car Brothers for my birthday. Which at first I thought, well, they've gone and bought me something to make me buy other things instead of getting me something I actually wanted. I was a bit peeved at the start, and then actually, as 
kind of the days wore on after I thought, this is great. I'm enjoying these so much. And I'd had them before anyway. But yeah, this is um, this podcast has made me buy things that I think in my heart I always wanted to get again. Alternate and vinyl tech. It's made me buy vinyl tech again. And that's made me yeah. so happy. No disappointments there. They're on my desk at work. They're on my desk at home. Car Robots is everywhere now. And I've I took some photos recently of my collection of them now. And I've never been so happy with just these boxes, the toys, fiddling with these toys, experiencing new toys, because everyone's a banger. Every single one is practically fantastic. And this is a toy line I always wanted to get into. And I'm so glad I'm finally there because I would have hated to have been in this hobby for 20 plus years and missed out on these. Yeah, I think that's a really good summation, actually. So, and yeah, likewise, I mean, it's not, you know, it's not car robots or RID, but, you know, I've had a similar experience getting back into vinyl tech. You know, all joking aside, it really has been an absolute delight all as a result of this podcast and uh you know just to kind of go back and experience uh a lot of the toys that i'd already seen many that i hadn't and uh and you know some grails on the way as well kind of giving Absolutely. me the final the final push that maybe i needed to to kind of you know take a look at some of those uh you know checking out a couple of classics examples or mm-hmm. henke that's been amazing as well and i definitely yep. want to do more really of that been enjoying that uh, even a mask toy that I picked right. up. Right, so. who would have thought? I, I never would have done. If you'd have asked me a year ago, do you reckon you'll pick up a mask figure? I mean, nah, probably not. Do you know what I mean? But it's been great, honestly. I've loved it. What a journey we've all been on. I've absolutely loved it. It's, I mean, I'm not going to lie and say it's not been expensive because I've ended up buying <laughs> so many toys I would have before. But it's like what you were just saying there. It's maybe I think because we talk about so many of the same things and it's made me remember so many toys that I really enjoyed, but genuinely enjoyed, not just enjoyed at the time and then moved on there were ones where i thought those ones i would like to have forever right you know actually really that resonates with me a lot i think we were talking about stuff like feral rex recently weren't we and i was saying Mm -hmm. there are actually toys like that but for me i know i moved on at the time because i was like well i don't need this anymore do you know what i mean And, and i think a lot of it particularly in the kind of sphere that I collect in, you know, where it's like masterpiece style stuff or, or kind of in that periphery, you know, there is a tendency to think of, oh, you only need the one version. So the Power of the Primes one came out. It's like, oh, well, I don't need Feral Rex anymore. You know, I can move that on. I'm kind of done with that. And actually what I'm kind of coming back to through the process of this podcast is realizing, wow, some of those were real staples. Do you know what I mean? And actually I want them again. You know, I, I, yeah. I miss Feral Rex as one example. I, I would love to own it. Uh, another time so maybe in the future who knows it's very it's very easy to get caught up in the tide of new as well isn't it so you just yes. keep going on to the newest thing as it's released and then but this is maybe sort of you know like to use a football term put my foot on the ball and sort of look around a bit at stuff that i wanted so i've really refocused on vintage stuff that even though i've owned it in the past or you know had it recently and so just being able to go back and get it and be able to like yeah this is the sort of thing i would want forever and like blur yeah <laughs> he's not going anywhere sadly but uh but like uh it was your love for superfire convoy you know because i love that toy and i'd always had a slight pang of regret about getting rid of it but seeing you enjoy it for the first time was it made me sort of relive that myself and go wow yeah i really want that and now since i've got it again i would never let it go again but there's a lot of things like that i think like my collection has changed a lot like that it's very much yeah, more yeah. now the that, stuff i would like to keep that's a very good point because everything i've bought as a result of this podcast has been the kind of thing which I've looked at for years and thought, I bet I'd really like that, but yeah. I've never bought it. But right. that's been happening a lot this year. I bet I'd really like Superfire Convoy and God Magnus 20 years down the line. And I got them and I was like, yes, I really do. And I think applying that going forward would be a clever way to continue collecting and enjoying this hobby as much as possible. And also a lot of the stuff we've been rebuying 
for at least a time has been extremely affordable because yeah. people just haven't been talking about it for years. Yes. <laughs> Caro bots and RID, alternators, Biontech, Henke and Classics. I mean, some of these things are $20 sealed. It's a great way to collect. We, we should do, we should finally do at some point a Machine Wars episode because honestly, that is like the epitome of, you yes. know, you could buy it for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, type, it's definitely the next, the next stop on the station, the next station yeah. on the line for sure. Yeah. Yeah, well, before we kind of get cracking with the episode proper, uh, we should mention our sponsors for today as well. So, of course, as ever, we have the wonderful TF Source, uh, who very kindly sponsor us. So, tfsource.com, you can check them all out for all your uh, Transformers and third-party needs. We'll be talking a, bit, a little bit about them in the middle of the pod. And we also have the UK-based gearforgeeks.co.uk, uh, who also sell Transformers, uh, but they do second-hand as well. We're going to be taking a look at some of those. I think they have some second-hand uh, RID bits in at the moment, which uh, should be exciting. Uh, and they do lots of other stuff besides. So we'll be talking about both <laughs> of long. those. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, Until we enable everyone on them. Uh, so we'll be talking about those uh, coming up in the middle of the episode. And of course, we also have our wonderful Patreon as well, we've already mentioned. So if you do love the pod and you want to hear a bit more than just the fortnightly episodes that we put out, you can get uh, also fortnightly mini-sodes that are on there if you go for the top tier. But there's lots of extra content besides that, like uh, you know early access to episodes and the occasional outtake and things like that as well. So you can find that at patreon.com forward slash triple takeover. And finally, we've got our Redbubble, which you can check out at redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash triple takeover forward slash explore. Uh, very long and winded, but uh, when you get there, well worth it. Tons of merch, t-shirts, mugs, loads of stuff on there. Go and check it out. Okay, so we're going to get into it on um, Car Robots and RID 2001. Uh, hopefully I can just say RID for the rest of the episode. I don't keep needing to put the 2001 in there. But uh, that said, let's maybe talk about 2000, 2001 and kind of what we were up to because, you know, obviously the line started in 2000. We probably think of it more as a 2001 prospect given that that's when Hasbro released it in the West, uh, you know, after Car Robots. But uh, what were you guys up to at that sort of time in your lives? It was a long time ago, now, over 20 years ago. In 2000, I would have been 20 and uh, in the last year of uni in London. And I was already collecting Transformers, vintage Transformers. And I, I was aware of newer lines that I, I wasn't really into them at all until Car Robots came along. So even though I think maybe most people in our position, our location would have been into RID, I noticed Car Robots. Uh, because it was vehicle-based transformers again, and obviously there were some G1 molds in there, so I got, I noticed it. Uh, it was amazing to see clips of a brand new Transformers cartoon that had vehicles in it again. Even though I didn't really understand the cartoon or, or see much of it in 2000, it was still amazing to to know it was there. And I always remember the opening scene with the with the emergency vehicles. Mm. Uh, and I wanted a JRX more than anything at the time. And there was a shop in Soho that used to sell car robots toys. And I went in there once and I asked them to get down the JRX and opened it up and I didn't buy it student budget at the time, but it was as cool looking as I thought. But yeah, I was already collecting Transformers. So it was a really fascinating thing to me, but I was very vintage focused at the time. Yeah. That's, that's, um, so I can imagine you in that state. We already kind of heard about your kind of dip off in the nineties. So it's interesting to kind of hear mm. where you were at that sort of point. So how about you, Liam? Yeah, I was, I think I was at college. I would have been about 18 in the year 2000. So I was at college and I wasn't collecting Transformers massively, but I was picking bits up because this is the era when the Dreamwave comic was around, wasn't it? So 
things were starting to appear for the yeah, first time. Reissues as well just started. Yeah. Yes, but this is like really the very start of it, wasn't it? Then is once that comic was around, you started to see the t-shirts and all that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah, very so true. At that point, I was still look keep my eye out every time I walked past a junk shop or a charity shop. Something, I see look for Transformers that way because I didn't have the internet at home. So it was that, and then I saw the cartoon on Fox Kids. I remember seeing the advert announcing that it was going to be on, and then obviously watching the show. But yeah, I remember the first time I saw the toys was in a shop called Another World. They'd got mm-hmm. one in for me on import, and I'm trying to remember what it was, but I, I can't remember what it was. Um, yeah, and I didn't know about it. They just used to put stuff aside for me like that. And I remember just seeing the box and being like, wow. In fact, it was Ultra Magnus because I think that was the first one I got. And you've still got that that one now. Is that <laughs> the one you've still got? Yeah, yeah, I've still got the many, many parts of it because it was I gave it to my <laughs> little brother a long time ago. And so he was a lot smaller. So uh, every time I go to my mum's, there are parts of it that suddenly randomly appear. Yeah, vintage Ultra Magnuses. Uh, and I can call them vintage because it is legit vintage now. It's, you know, yeah. I mean, it's over 20 years old. So uh, they're not... Um, they're not some of the best lasting toys, are they? It's fair to say. Like there are elements of it that have kind of worn a bit over time, particularly it's very Magnus, yellow. I think. Yeah, it's, it's a yellower, and the the rubber ties is the thing, and all of that. But we'll get into all of that, I'm sure. So yeah, I just I think at this time it just Transformers was only just starting to really come back into my read. And then I was mm. to a lot of other things like football, mainly football. Was it was it for you as well because it was car car based robots and things like that? Was that kind of did that draw you in more than the the beast stuff? Yeah, yeah, I think it was going back to a cartoon and familiar vehicles because even though they were different to G1, they just they would look so similar at the same time. You know, seeing the Lamborghinis and yeah. just cart a lot of cars and it, and a lot of old toys as well. Obviously, were cropping up throughout the toy line later on. So, so there was a instant feeling of familiarity, and even the box, you know, the packaging. It yeah, just felt... box is alive, isn't it? Yeah, especially the car robots boxes are really alive. But it's, it's, it brings back that black and red fade, doesn't it? But just in a new way. Yeah, definitely. I guess it, I got a bit of a different experience to you guys then, because in some ways this was me starting to dip out of collecting a little bit because I had been fairly um, present during Beast Wars. Certainly Beast Machines had been a bit of a lull for me. I didn't really go in on a lot of Beast Machines toys. And I think that was because I was, I mean, it's not to get too into Beast Machines, but I think it's it's part of that trajectory. I think I sort of halted a little bit with Beast Machines because the toys were less cartoon accurate actually and i think because there'd been such a good run on the le- the latter years of beast wars with transmetals and transmetal twos with them looking so much like the cartoon and that somehow really appealed to me almost on the back of g1 you know where that wasn't a thing that it was such a novelty to have that that then when beast machines although i did enjoy the beast machines cartoon quite a bit actually and always have the fact that the toys it just felt like a bit of a sort of step backwards in some ways. And I'm sort of now just getting to appreciate a couple of Beast Machines molds now, funnily enough. Um, so actually then when when R.I.D. came along um, after Beast Machines, I don't know, I, I was kind of already on the way out a little bit and had been. And uh, I did get a few of the toys, actually. I mean, I had, um, I had Prowl, I had Sideburn, uh, and I had Magnus, and I had Galvatron. Uh, the white, the white one, Galvatron specifically, um, and uh, you know they were all fantastic. I really, really did like them a lot. But I don't know. It was almost like it, it was the trajectory was sealed a little bit. Do you know what I mean? That it was almost kind of I was on, on my way out a bit, and then I think I didn't really get back into it again, uh, other than a couple of masterpiece bits, which I did pick up around that time, of course, like MP One and things like that. Um, but it wasn't really until later that I felt like I got back into it a bit more wholesale with stuff like vinyl tech and things like that. 
and that was probably actually not that much of a gap if you think about it but it feels like it was you know in terms of my memory anyway it's also it must be a thing that we we would have been a certain age you know um 18 to 20 is yeah, for sure. maybe not an age during that period of time in history that you would imagine diving into this sort of thing even though i was already doing that at uni it would have been weird to have been so into a new line I think it was uh, very much absolutely toy collecting was like a reliving old history rather than just being in it for the toys. Oh, I wasn't into into vintage stuff either, really. To be fair, at the time, I mean, it, it, I definitely had a, a good old break from it there, and that coincided with me being eighteen. I mean, at eighteen, I moved out of home as soon as I could, just happy to get all that independence. So you know, I was I was living with friends and I was working a lot and um, you know working some crazy hours and going out a lot and just life was was full do you know what i mean and life is full now as well but that's not i don't know it was a different time you know and it, it, toy collecting didn't really kind of fit into that necessarily but it, it still always kind of caught my interest and definitely rid was such that like you both said you know it was very intriguing at the time with the with the vehicle modes and all of that kind of stuff and it's for me now i think it's a line that really is kind of i don't know both underrated but also sort of as established itself in some ways as being one of the the better or most interesting lines in Transformers history and I, I say that with no small amount of uh, uh, you know awareness of, of how it might sound like an exaggeration but uh, I really do think it's that good. I mean it was very much pitched as a Transformers is back at the time wasn't it because yeah. I think after Beast Machines I mean for me I remember the Transformers branding on Beast Wars and Beast Machines was so much smaller it didn't feel like Transformers whereas this was very much branded as Transformers first and foremost, wasn't it? This was Transformers first yeah. R.I.D., wasn't it? And and that was yeah. more like it's Beast but Machines. But that's more a Hasbro thing, isn't it? Because I'm, I'm looking at all my Takara car robots packaging and the Transformers logo is actually really small. And yeah. it's, mo- it's more a car robots logo with little exhausts and car parts coming out of this um, design that they've got on the box. And uh, I think... As a as a Transformers person who maybe hasn't looked at the toys in years, you could walk past these in the shop and think that they were something else. Is it Brave? Mm. Is it like Power Rangers? Is it Gundam? Is it something else? If you weren't into the scene, you might have walked past Car Robots Takara packaging and not known that that was a Transformers product. Yeah, I find the Car Robots packaging a little bit nondescript, actually. Like, I like it a lot, and it's got nice, you know, kind of very... Controversial design. opinions was the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't mean it even in a bad way. I mean, I think I mean as you said, in terms of the branding and being aware mm. that it's a Transformers thing. Um, it's actually it's sort of similar to some of the like Beast Wars second packaging and stuff like that in the in the sort of style, although the colours and things are very different. Um, and I, I actually do like the boxes. You know, I have a couple of them and things like that. Um, Car robots versions. Uh, so it is nice, but yeah, it's it's not the most distinct Transformers packaging. It's fair to say. But it is amazing because the vehicle is king on these on these boxes. Like the very first box, the Superfire Convoy, it came in this window box first, and it was just you just saw this massive, amazing fire truck, and it just looked like the most fun toy to play with. You looked at it and you knew if I roll that along the floor, it's going to make me happy, however old I am. Yeah. And then they just turned to just art boxes with as much love given to the vehicle mode as the robot mode on that packaging. Well, for the, for the good guys anyway. And I'm, I'm just looking around at my car robots boxes and I can see Mag- God Magnus's box, Ultra Magnus and RID, and that vehicle mode just on the 
on the box is so attractive like that. And I know that's what got me about JRX's packaging as well. It's just how prominent the vehicles were. Just remember the thrill of seeing RID packaging though, like Woolworths, you know, for the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. That was a thrill. Because because even though there had been Beats Wars, it just felt like this massive gap between what I remembered as Transformers and this. And they just felt more connected like that. Like, But Beats Wars had always felt like something that wasn't really for me or mine, whereas this suddenly felt like I was being pulled back to that. And it was really good for people who hadn't imported um, car robots because it's like the connection you needed to get into it. First of all, you didn't have to import it. It was in stores and it was emblazoned with Transformers. It did everything right that a Transformers line needs to do. Stuff that you already knew was cool because it was in car robots and it was in the fandom for a year already in the year 2000. And then 2001... It's in your local Woolworths. And it's a completely different space as well. Like when you think about what the fandom is now compared to what mm. it was then. And like the internet, like how many, like I hadn't had very little knowledge of car robots. I, I knew it sort of existed, but I had no idea what it was because I wasn't on the internet. And I, I imagine a lot of people would have been the same in that era. So that RID would have been their first taste of it. Oh, definitely. And I, you know, mm. I know sometimes in these episodes, we do kind of talk about what life was like at the time and things like that. But I think for the benefit of younger viewers, you know, it's it's worth clarifying that this was an age before smartphones or anything like that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? There were no, there was no iPhone at the time. There was no, uh, you know, you could like the idea of getting the internet on your phone. Uh, was it the old WAP phones yeah. or whatever that you could just about get on mm. like the internet, but it would take half an hour and cost you about 15 pounds, 60 yeah, to, to just yeah. like get on. There was one no Facebook page. or Twitter. Yeah. No, like, none of that. There was no social media, no, no social it, media. It was Usenet. It was yeah. like, it was Yahoo groups for for lots of people was where the community was or it was alt.toys.transformers on usenet or through google groups and, and stuff like that that's where the community was I, I was using the internet on my dreamcast my sega dreamcast at this time you know Ooh. the control pad that's, that's that was that was my first way of getting into the internet was through that fancy I, I remember getting regular internet at uni and that being an amazing thing to be able to use the internet in the internet room yeah these computer rooms were always packed it was so exciting to be able to have some time on the internet and my time was spent discovering geocities transformers sites and seeing car robots toys and seeing things like my cool toys i don't know if anyone remembers that website was it I rick do. ruff rick ruffy used to run that the site. name rings a bell yeah loads of amazing stuff on, on things on there you know back then i was so obsessed because it was so new to be into the hobby back then it's just such an amazing thing to think yeah. that i could relive that part and but there was a good degree of shame to it as well because i remember people around me just simply didn't understand like my parents were like why are you going out and coming yeah. back with toys like what are you doing? You know, you're in university. What's going on? It was a different time in that regard as well. I mean, it sounds silly to say, I don't know what it's like to be 20 years old in this day and age and be a toy collector, but it strikes me that generally speaking, it's a lot more accepted now. Far I think more. because yeah. Good the, there, there are... Um, We're doing a podcast. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there, were no, there were no... Yeah, there was none of that, was there? <laughs> I mean, to the point where <laughs> I, I now get people come around uh you know to my house or whatever and and see the collection not so much in the last year or two of course but um buy tickets don't they yeah absolutely for the six experience absolutely (laughs) shown in by a butler (laughs) that's what our patrons really do by the way (laughs) they curate six collection the grand tour (laughs) triple takeover mugs handed out and things like that little lanyards (laughs) yeah uh but you get you know like I've been surprised by the number of people that do come in, see it, and just kind of go, oh, okay, nice. You know what I mean? And it's not such a weird point of conversation anymore. Whereas uh, I remember, you know, being young, let's say, and uh, even just like stuff like MP1, having that, 
and people would be like, what the hell is that? Do you know what I mean? It was like a real, there was just a real kind of stigma to it for the longest time, which always struck me as weird. Um, But that's, that's changed a lot. I'm sure that still happens, but it's changed. You can buy a lot of this stuff like in supermarkets now, can't you? Everything is, it's like, Mm. but not even just in the toy aisle anymore. It's everywhere. And I think the world has changed very much in like the way it sort of perceives pop culture. It's well, they've become pop culture, haven't they? You you know, it's changed when Lego have now started advertising with like men with grey hair in the adverts. Do you know what I mean? And like they show, they show old adults dudes, welcome. You know. Yeah, exactly. Tweets, it's, that's when you know it's totally changed. I mean, it's it's as much a, a sort of adult collectible market as it is a children's market in many ways these days. And and I think you you see that a lot with the reissues that are going on. And uh, you know we've we've had the first car robots reissue already, mm-hmm. uh, slightly unsuccessfully, but it's happened. And uh, hopefully there'll be many more, but um, it's yeah, that's a world away from from where it was twenty years ago. It's only fair mm. to say, yeah, because that was the point that people who were kids during the eighties had reached an age where nostalgia was kicking in, disposable incomes were kicking in, and I just can't see the generations before us having that sort of nostalgia for what they grew up with toy wise. It's almost like our generation was one of the first to experience what we experienced at that time in the late 90s and early 2000s and i think so in a way it's like this toy line came out at in exactly the right time for a lot of us and also exactly the worst time (laughs) because if you're just completely consumed by nostalgia you wouldn't have blinked twice at car robots robots in disguise armada this kind of thing at that time yeah i think um actually it's funny how different it's probably worth acknowledging how different everything could have been in terms of hasbro because it wasn't originally slated to be a thing at all was it hasbro were going to do transtech which was going to be Mm -hmm. their follow-up to beast machines and if you've never seen the transtech designs go and check them out online it's absolutely i mean say it's out pointy i mean yeah exactly round and pointy like in equal measure somehow it's bizarre i assume they didn't make them because they knew some kid would lose an eye It's it's really hard to imagine what they would have looked like as toys. Um, I often think like it could have been incredible, or it could have just been a total WTF. Some some kid would have lost an eye, or Turbo Master owners would have lost the other eye. Yeah, very <laughs> <So> true. <laughs> Missed the eye patch. Yeah. <laughs> no. But yeah, Transtech was not to be, and it, it got cancelled. And uh, you know, then they they knew that obviously Unicron trilogy Armada was kind of on the way. But they had a year of product to, to fill, you know, empty shelves, basically. So they just kind of ported over car robots, didn't they? Very hastily. Well, that's the thing. How Do you know how it was pitched in Japan? I mean, it was always intended to be a one-year effort in Japan as well. Is that right? I believe so, yeah. I don't think there was any plans, as far as I'm aware, to, to have it go on uh, longer than that. So that was that was always kind of the deal, as far as I was aware. Uh, but I know that it was very much a, you know, Hasbro knew that it could be slotted into a year as well. They knew that it wasn't going to be an ongoing thing, uh, that it was just literally a 2001 and done affair. And same with the cartoon as well. You know, they they kind of, you know, agreed to pick up a certain amount of episodes. And the fact that the whole thing was so finite worked out sort of perfectly. And of course, they did a bit of a number on the cartoon and kind of chopped it up a bit and changed various bits of dialogue and characters you know characters yeah. that were represented by a child in car robots just became a very normal adult i'm thinking of midnight express yeah who has, totally uh, different i think it's j4 was was like a kid i remember hearing the cartoon thinking is that actually a, is it a female have they actually recast female to male but no it was actually a child in in, in car robots and is that true i did not know that 
Hmm. Yeah, the the rail racer, the three the three of them are all really different personalities. Yeah. Um, so it's all mad. But a lot of the characters are, to be fair, and they threw in a lot more references to Transformers gone by as well. Do you know what I mean? And threw in that kind of stuff, that kind of nostalgia factor, a little bit more. Um, and uh, yeah, made made various sort of uh, changes. Added in quite a, a bit of humor here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, just lots of stuff to to make it quite different. Uh, and the the thing that I really kind of I don't know amuses me about R.I.D. especially more than car robots is just what an odds and sods line it is then. You know, the, the fact that Hasbro had this year to fill, they got a, a whole year's worth of toys from Takara and went, great, here we go. And someone at some point went, hang on a minute, guys, we can, we can also just ship out all these repaints from every other line that we've ever had in Transformers history. And that's what they did. It's the fact that there's, Three there's literally... Bruticuses. <laughs> they got out of it. That's amazing, totally, right? just balls to the wall with it right just like literally every line represented in repaint form uh you know from from g1 to beast machines in some yeah, form or that's another. that's to say Amazing. nothing of what they did to the new molds i was like yeah optimus prime fire truck red Bugs. have it in yellow yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. What? very true very true <laughs> like landfill is basically like yeah all right you know we like these um fruit pastel colors that you've got but here it is in yellow, and now and green. I've devastated. Yeah, yeah. green. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm sorry, but the less we say about what they did to spy changes, the better. Oh, I love all the Hasbro spy changes. Yeah, I they think are amazing. I'm really incredible. stopping myself now getting into. I was going to say, I hope Maz loves them with the amount he's bought recently. So. I'm sitting on a complete collection of Takara. I was going to say, yeah, you've completed. Like, the I am so happy with this that it, I wouldn't the last person I would expect to actually finally complete this. I mean, I'm still chasing mini spies two years on, so that this is a, a wonderful part of it. But you know. We will have more on spy changes a little bit later. But yeah, the cartoon. I mean, having now watched R.I.D. and I watched R.I.D. many years ago, up to the point where they discovered Fortress Maximus, but then I stopped watching the rest. Not because I didn't like it. I just didn't get around to it. But I recently finished watching the cartoon. I watched the whole thing again in over a period of like a week, and it was amazing. Highly recommend you do that. And then I saw a couple of scenes of car robots with subtitles, and I realized I should actually watch that too, because it's going to be a different cartoon. There's loads of other things they mention, which are kind of cool. If not just for the voices, then the things that they, they name things. Like JRX and his J Punch, you know, just stuff like that. It's just it's funny and it's cool and yeah, I don't, yeah. I, you know. So have you started on it then? Have you have you got cracking? With I, it I want to. It? I want to do that. It's just something to savor for when I have. You're gonna have to really pay attention as well with all the subtitles and everything. Yeah, yeah. So. Not like Liam who falls asleep with it on in the background. <laughs> no, no, that's that's my experience rewatching it this week. But when it came out, I remember I used to videotape it uh, when I was at college, and I'd it fo- it used to fall into that funny gap of when I was getting changed to go and play football and waiting. So I'd put it on and I'd watch it as I was getting changed. And so most days, and then um, yeah, I loved it, and I rewatched it a few years ago. I really enjoyed it. But trying to rewatch it <laughs> in preparation for this episode, it's when you've got it on in the background. It, it didn't quite engage me, you know when. So it makes you keep looking around to find out what's going on mm. because it's just so nonsensical in, such, in a great way. So often there's not really a plot most of the time. To it is nonsensical. It. A lot of elements of R.I.D. The charm of it though, not, isn't it? Yes, it is. But then you get moments where 
uh, ruination is combining and the music mm. does the and it's like oh my god look at this it's the most beautiful g1 bruticus animation yeah and look the way those toys look on screen it's amazing this, this is what i was so gonna say about buzz, such a buzz i get from that the animation those g1 like the spy changers and stuff like that and mm. the bruticus and scourge those toys have never looked better than right. in that animation like they're so blocky but they move they're still dynamic but they're so yeah. chunky they've done it really well just want to pull them out of the screen they look exactly. so, like this the spy changes i love the spy changes and i would kill for toys that were just like they are in that cartoon because they've just got that g1 rectangles they're just rectangles it's great all, all of them are, are just done so yeah. superbly well uh the one that always reminds me is there's uh there's an episode just when they're uh, i think it's just before they discover fort max because of course it's called fort max in the cartoon and, and uh, it's just before they discover max and there's a they're like all lined up so you've got all the predacons decepticons and all the autobots uh, you know, on either side, all in alternate mode, and they literally all transform one after the other, and it's yes. like it's it's yeah. almost like a fifteen minute sequence of just constant transformations and like mm-hmm. calling out their names, you know, transform, terrorize, and all of that kind of stuff, and it's just glorious to watch. Yeah. And I, it's funny because that kind of stuff gets mocked a lot in more modern cartoons, but actually, there's something about the way that Car Robots R.I.D. does it that's so engaging. I think. That I I just I'm there for that stuff and and I think it is a lot of it is because the the on screen transformations are so accurate to the toys and so it is like watching the the figure that you know intimately from your own experience in hand it's just like watching it flip over and and whatever else you know even the yeah. way that Prime splits apart and his legs fold out and things like that mm. um, love the way that uh, the build team kind of spin around as they combine yeah. and stuff like that. who's the one with so, the cheesy so grin the amazing grin it's not Hightower it's not Grimlock it's not Wedge it's the other one what's he called in R.I.D. Heavy Load Heavy Load yeah the big grin oh, the toy's got that grin it's great the toy does have that grin yeah I don't know they're just all really nicely represented and uh, it just makes it very kind of visceral like the, you were talking about the music I am just obsessed slightly with the music when Rail Racer transforms. Yes. You, know, you kind of get that do-do-do like in the background. It's just incredible. Really, really lovely. And the drum and bass theme tune, where it starts going... That's always beatboxing it. <laughs> yeah, it's just... This, yeah. It just works on every level for me. It's kind of... It's the right level of gratuitous transformation sequences, mm. but also with some actual story to it and enough ridiculousness. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it works. There's a lot of overarching plot actually with the whole Fort Max thing. It kind of mm-hmm. goes on throughout the whole series, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. It's it's the nexus of everything great about Transformers. It's slightly ridiculous cartoon, but with enough cool factor that you can't deny how much you enjoy it, and you just keep watching. Mm. Uh, it looks like the toys, so it makes the toys infinitely cooler. The toys themselves are varied, but they're great to handle, and you know they come from different eras, so you have some of the best of G1 in there with Bruticus and you've got some of the best of G2 with Scourge or Black Convoy. You've got the new stuff. You've got elements of Beast Wars in there that is then incorporated into vehicles. It's like, it's almost like the future and the past and the present just came together to make this peak Transformers experience that lasted one year. Imagine the quality that went into one year of toys. How long mm. do we have to wait to extract the best out of a modern line of Transformers or a modern theme of Transformers? Mm. This lot did it in one line. Compare Titan's Return over two to three years as a theme, how good that line is, but how long it took to get it. 
And this came out within the year. You know, like you've got Superfire Convoy, Optimus Prime, you've got Magnus, Turn of the Godfire Convoy, you've got JRX, Build Team, bunch of spy changes, those car brothers, some beasties, Skybite. <laughs> We're going to bring back the, the music. Bruticus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All that stuff in one year. Yeah, it is amazing. It's fair to say. And a great cartoon. It's incredibly varied though, isn't it? There's something for mm. everybody. That's It's a rare Transformers line. Like, like you're saying, with Titans Return, they're all the same sort of figure. Like mm. it's great. It's a varied characters, but the toys are all very similar. Yeah. Depending on if, scale. If you like. weren't into the concept, you weren't into a period. You know? yeah. yeah. And that's the same with most lines. They're all very consistent in what they do. They're mm. very focused. Whereas this was just everything. There was something, no matter what kind of Transformers you do, there was something in there. Yeah. It's a real melting pot, isn't it? It's, it yeah. shouldn't work. It's literally everything thrown in all at the same time. You know, so you've got, I mean, any toy line with something like, G1 Bruticus sitting alongside, uh, well, as you said, Transmetal 2, Beast Wars, basic toys. That should just not be a thing. You know, with with G2, Laser Optimus Prime thrown in. And some 10-changing bizarro robot that turns into a hand. With a hand alternate mode, you know. (laughs) The G2 Soundwave bike that never got released. That appears here for the first time, doesn't it? Actually, uh, that was released in G two. Actually, it was. It was going to be. And uh, un- it was going to be re released as Soundwave in G two, but it did make it in G two also oh, did it? Uh, as the Laser Cycles. Yes, mm-hmm. it's not an entirely new mold um, for for RAD. But uh, yeah, it's the fact that he turns up as a hand for the first time in the cartoon as yeah. well. Like that's his introduction. Is as that blooming hand flying through the the sky or whatever. It's just ridiculous. Some of that dialogue is terribly painful though isn't it yeah it really is but again they mix that with the cool stuff yeah a lot of trash talk there's a lot of trash talk (laughs) uh, which i really enjoy really believe you would get the better of me did you yes that's that's like the epitome of it it's just that yeah it feels very g1 in that regard though as well because they've got all those kind of classic uh jabs and insults you know as they're about to do battle uh you know i I think there's a there's a line in one of the first episodes where they're all just like standing around and the predacons are there and you're like, you guys should really be fighting now. And uh, one of the brothers just says to Optimus something, or is it Optimus says about, oh, I, I thought you were at a petting zoo. Ha, ha, ha. You know, like this. and you're like, guys, just start shooting. Do you know what I mean? But it's it's, it's, it's hilarious. It's funny, though, because you can see a lot of the time where they've, obviously, before they were doing the voiceover, they had to watch it, and they yes. realised they had to do enough dialogue to cover these bit of mouth moving. So some of it's, it's just, they just say really <laughs> Like half the stuff Sky Bite says, it's like followed up by something dead quickly that he's like, What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is a lot of that. Scott, you get a lot of like talking, yeah, you get a lot of kind of like extrapolated sentences yeah. and then just suddenly blah, 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 right at the end just to kind of fill it in. It is funny, so it is quite obvious that it's a yeah. that it's a dub at times, I think. But so credit to though. them, it's it's a good it job. Is. You knew the tone when Wankus was cast as Prowl, <laughs> you know, and then you've got things like. The Skid Z episode is absolutely my favorite, without a doubt. Which you've got this race in the desert or wherever it is, and there's trains racing in the desert with cars and a shark. I was going to say flying shark. It's just that episode is fantastic. If you, that is a microcosm of everything that's good and mad about this show. Is that episode Skid Z's choice? It's just. <laughs> I could rewatch that over and over again. It was the highlight for me this watch through as well. Yeah, I'm going to have to sit down and watch it properly again, honestly, because it's been years for me. Actually, I, I really wanted to rewatch it before doing the recording, and it's just not been possible. So I'm absolutely going to have to sit and reimmerse myself in it. It's great fun, and 
it's amazing to remember what a Transformers cartoon was like when we it didn't have to try and appeal to adults at the same time. You know, and yeah, it's it's really you know like most now even sort of the younger ones they still have the storytelling is more adult, isn't it? In a way, even then it's longer form and stuff like that. Whereas this just feels yeah. crazy and silly, but all times with no pretenses of anything, you know. Deep like that. Some of it's dated though, hasn't it? Yeah. The whole oh, sideburn and what? Well, wait, it was Junko and then Kelly in the UK. Uh, sorry, yeah. in the RID. That whole thing is absolutely unbearable to watch now. Yeah. It's really cringe. You wouldn't see anything like that in a modern cartoon, you'd hope. But yeah, it's really awkward to watch that. It's super uncomfortable and it got 100%. very tiresome by like episode three or four, never mind by the time it stretched into the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. When it when it first aired, I remember watching it then and just finding it really more confusing than anything else. It just because it it wasn't really aware that it was a Japanese show ported over. So at first it was really confusing. Like why why do they keep doing this? What is the what's the end game with this? But yeah, it just always struck, it was very oddly paced. There's a lot of there's a lot of really random elements in it for sure. Yeah. Some stuff that I think doesn't translate or wouldn't have translated even at the time. Other stuff that definitely hasn't lasted well twenty years on. Um, I'm sure. So yeah, I'll be fascinated to see and rewatch what that's like today. The cool stuff doesn't stop being cool though. Yeah. Like nothing about those transformations stops being cool and how toy accurate the, the animation is. And it's beautiful how toy accurate it is. And it's almost more impressive on something like Sideburn Speedbreaker than it is on the G1 stuff. It's like amazing to see how dynamic just Sideburn looks walking through a, an old pyramid next to next to a human character and just think that clunking that you get in G1 cartoon you look at your favorite G1 toys next to a human and they look massive on screen and they just seem like epic heroic robots you get that with sideburn in an episode just offhand at the beginning of a one mm. of the episodes and, and it's really amazing it's that feeling is perfectly recreated in this show 100% i always think the there's so there's so much that the cartoon kind of does that really leans into the toys and represents them so nicely. Even silly stuff like the fact that on X Brawn, you know, when when um, you know people sit inside his his <laughs> car mode, that his head is just right there. You know that kind of yep. stuff. That you're just like any other cartoon would have dealt with that. You know, if that was Generation One, uh, it, it would have been completely overhauled. But they really lent into it, and they're just like, sure, the head sits behind the windscreen, so we'll animate it that way. And I, and I respect that a lot. And I think yeah. there's there's a lot about the the cartoon that just it knows what it is it steers into it great wedge is an example of that every time you see wedge's transformation you see the combiner head it's just hanging around redundant in there while his little robot head pops out and you think oh that was cool was that you know it's exactly the same thing it's just leaning into knowing what it is how wonderful is it though seeing like things like the combaticons in there and because you're so used to the g1 now we're so used to the g1 animation models but when you see them in rid it's the toys yeah. But they're still 100%. so dynamic with it. Like yep. every time you see not uh, move or isn't it instead of blast off, but like you see the way he moves and everything, and it's just the toy, and you're like, it just gives mm. life to those vintage toys at the same time, in a way that the cartoon didn't. Hundred percent. I was. I know we sort of said it briefly before, but I always think the same of of Laser Prime. You know, that mm-hmm. just that's a design that I loved anyway. So actually seeing it in animation, all right, it's a different color scheme, but seeing it in animation was just incredible, and. I really kind of had the same feeling for me as the first time I saw stuff like Master Force, where you've got you right. know King Poseidon and you know Piranacan and all of that kind of you know stuff, or, or seeing Jinrai, right. um, you know, animated for the first time, just Dark really Queens. amazing. Just like oh my god, do you know what I mean? Look at these designs that have finally been brought to the screen in the way that 
really, as you said, represents the toys superbly well. Did you get any of that with um, Skybite? Because he's TM2 Cybershark. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, definitely. Actually, Cybershark, the Transmetal 2, was a toy that I loved during the Beast Wars era. And I never had the the uh, Skybite repaint at the time. That was a, a you know relatively recent acquisition. And uh, i got to say, I mean, actually, I think the Skybite repaint, and this is a theme in car robots and R.I.D., actually, mm-hmm. that a lot of the repaints are nicer than the original models. And I say Very that true. not lightly, but it is true in many situations. Uh, the most obvious, um, the most obvious is the ones that they recycle from Machine Wars, but we'll we'll get into that in a, in a minute, I'm sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, it was interesting to see it for sure. I, I Skybite, we haven't really talked about him too much yet, but that's another example of just how crazy that cartoon was. I mean, Skybite yeah. really kind of became the breakout character, didn't he? In many ways, he started off as a mean, you know, pretty dangerous looking villain. Yeah. But then it, it went completely left field from there. How do you even describe that change? <laughs> I know. Yeah, it was it was very bizarre. But just the f- even the fact that they lent into having a flying shark as a regular <laughs> presence in this cartoon, and that, I love the fact that there was no like, oh, well, how are we going to get to the water? Like, we're going to need some water scenes here to kind of have him in his shark. But no, just have him flying. And yeah. the first time you see him, and the, the fin Busting is up like a road. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's literally going down the highway or whatever. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> just like tearing up the pavement. It's it's ridiculous uh but i i think it's fun and in a way it the cartoon is how you would play with the toys as a kid you know it's not it doesn't have to make sense yeah Yeah. epitomized by the way the spy changes pop out of billboards yeah right and drive along the side of the highway you know it's the the billboard from mask billboard black there it is There is a bit in that episode with the spy changes that always reminds me of Mass, where uh, Optimus Prime goes to the computer and he goes, "Can you select uh, right. the best agents yes. for this mission or whatever?" Absolutely. And it, right. and it tickled me that a minute later he comes out of the billboard. <laughs> but like, it's also like that time as well with the animation. It's important to remember as well, like that's when anime was really taken off in the West, yeah. wasn't it? And so all of the cartoons as well, like like kids' cartoons, had that Japanese animation because they were all starting to use that. If you like, had that Digimon vibe, didn't it? So mm-hmm. like Gundam Wing was big. Was everything was porting over like that and it's i don't know this this i think more of the thing that pulled me into the transformers was actually that it was i was really into anime at this time like everybody else so i think that's how it more fell into my my watch pile and it hasn't aged it hasn't no. aged badly it's Nothing, not as beautiful yeah the animation in terms of the the animation specifically right yeah just the look of yeah. it the aesthetic you know okay agree. the sideburn thing is the only thing i think has aged terribly from this cartoon and could live without i could have lived without it at the time to be honest but Everything else, I think, from toys to cartoon to, well, just the whole feel of the line, I think, is is aged well. That's why people are still fascinated by it. I think if you're a new collector now and you're, you know, how do I get into to maybe some really cool vintage Transformers that you've never experienced before, you know, where to start? G1 might seem like a bit of a daunting prospect. I don't know. I think this is a great place to start because it's got, as I say, molds from every prior era of Transformers in terms of RID, not necessarily car robots, but it does. Um, you know, the cartoon is really accessible and not very long and and very easy watch. Uh, you know, the toys themselves are, are hella fun. You know, some fantastic molds. There are no real bad toys. Like I'm a, cu- a couple on the sort of periphery of RID, actually. <laughs> like I will say that maybe are slightly less good, but we'll come to that. But generally speaking the standard is very high yeah and they're very obtainable as as hasbro rid toys absolutely i've decided to go the takara car robots route because that's what captured my imagination originally and i wanted to chase that vibe 
and they've been very hard to find. I mean, it's a year on now from when I first thought about buying these and I still haven't completed the line. But it is also the Japanese version of the line is like textbook poster boy version of what a Japanese Transformers toy line looks like. Mm. All the standard toys, stacks of store exclusives in clear repaint colors, lucky draw versions in black or clear plastic and special editions, all sorts of obscure stuff. And then, you know, like a super prize version that very few people can get. It is just the epitome of what a classic Transformers line looks like in Japan. Yeah, it's not it's not a line to go completionist on, I don't think. I think you'd have a, no, and a hard time. I, I, you think it is. Like production-wise, no problem. You could probably get all the production toys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Exclusives, exclusives, store exclusives, you can. You can get the store exclusives, but the prize ones are just yeah. off the table. It's, yeah, that that uh, there's a couple, isn't there, that are, are just, you know. I mean, I, I would love to one day own that black Superfire Convoy. That would just be one of the holiest yeah. of grails, really. But uh, Black it, it God seems, Magnus? seems unlikely. Yeah, exactly. Black God Magnus is, is just off the table. I or think it's- the the accessories for Lucky Draw Brave Maximus so that you can have mm. COG and you can have gasket and grommet and the sword and the, the guns and the, the other guns, gun. Yeah. I mean, I know people who own unlikely. that and it's just, it's incredible that you could have that and it just comes in this white box with all the accessories for, and the mm. big play mat that you get with Brave Max. I just love that if I could have that. Mm. But yeah, and then of course, recently, what I began to realize is that a bunch of the exclusives I didn't even know ever existed, like a slightly different version of the Crystal Prime that doesn't come in the Godfire, Godfire Convoy set but is sold it, but was sold individually or given out individually as a prize. And I thought, okay, so there's that version that is virtually no photographs of anywhere. Is it so actually that, different? It is different from the one you get in the Godfire Convoy one. Yeah. Uh, how funny. I didn't know it was different. It's interesting. Super annoying, actually. Because, <laughs> you know, where, where, where'd you get it? Super fire annoying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, there's a couple in there because there was the, um, uh, what was the re release of um, the RID Prime? That was done in a two pack, and that had a slight color change to it. Costco as well. one, Costco yeah, yeah. That it was had it. black part, the black chest part was the most visible. Difference right, in it. it did very minor little tweaks, wasn't it? Paint application tweaks. Mm. Um, but I saw, I saw a lineup picture of it, and actually, I don't know. I, I think there is something to just collecting all the prime yeah. variants. That's yes. that's nice in itself. I know um, there's a couple of uh, big collectors uh, on the scene, aren't there, that have got all the, the variants and things and done some amazing pictures of them. I don't know anyone who's got everything from that. Uh, I think Tony Alex has got... TF, yeah, he's got all the primes. Yeah. But I don't think he has the single prize crystal prime, the one that we right. were just talking about. I don't think he has that one. Yeah, I was going to say, he's, he's definitely got... Certainly, the last time I remember seeing the pictures, it looked like, if not all of them, a lot of them, it was quite an impressive it, photo shoot. It was shoot. just so Takara of the time to do so many exclusives. And then you've got the Kabaya ones as well, and then the smaller Kabaya DX ones, and those are really tough to get as well. Like trying to, And they're in multiple colors as well. There's three versions of JRX you could get as a Kabaya kit. So, nightmare. Yeah, it, on the flip side, the RID line is just plentiful beyond belief, man. Honestly, like so much of it, is just sitting on eBay yeah. sealed for you know ten to twenty quid a pop, uh, just waiting to be bought. So, yeah. or at least it was until this ad. Yeah, well, maybe I did notice some of it had gone up recently. Yeah. I feel like I um, there's, there was one or two lingering bits for me. I've mostly got it all, but there was one or two lingering bits, like the um, cycle repaints, actually the two motorcycles that I just hadn't picked up for ages, and I'd seen it going somewhere sealed for like a tenner, and I was like. Oh. 
get it another time. Do you know what I mean? It's fine. And then now it seemingly has. Is that axer and sideways? Yeah, yeah. It has just crept up, just that little nudge, um, just that little bit, you know, to the point where you're like, I wish I'd bought it when it was a 10. Well, people have been, our listeners have been pre buying this stuff in anticipation of the episode uh, spiking the prices, and they've been doing it for months. Those bastards. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers to ourselves. (laughs) <laughs> for making it hard for ourselves. <laughs> but should we um, maybe just summarise what the difference between car robots and robots we in disguise absolutely should. is? Well, I think so. the key difference in my head is that car robots was a line which is mostly original moulds but does have some repaints from other lines so you're talking but it's a very slim line actually isn't it i mean you've got essentially you've got the 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 convoy mold which most people will know is optimus prime you've got the you know it's the fire engine you've got the magnus to go with that uh, you've then got uh, megatron uh, or sorry i say Gig- gigatron uh on gigatron. the gigatron yeah on the uh, i don't know actually i've always said gigatron but maybe it is gigatron uh on on the decepticon side on the predacon side actually yep. Uh, who's a new mold and that was a weird new mold because it always seems like it's a beast wars mold but it's not yes i really thought it was a beast wars toy i remember actually you you saying oh is it not a beast wars thing and you were surprised yeah and then realizing it wasn't i was still apprehensive because i kept looking at that toy thinking i'm going to struggle with that and i it doesn't look like all the other vehicle transformers that have super defined modes Mm. and and getting that toy in hand um it is by far my least favorite of this line. In fact, I, I would go so far as to say I despise it. Oh. And and it's really it's everything I hate about Transformers in one toy. It wow. it doesn't last. The chrome is terrible. I mean, it was cracked out of the box and I bought a sealed one and it just flakes by looking at it. The, the tolerances aren't great, so the things don't really fit together as they should. Instructions were confusing. Stuff doesn't stay where it's meant to stay so there's modes when arms and legs and limbs just sort of hang in the place that they're meant to be but it doesn't clip or it doesn't hold some of the modes are really a stretch you know and that's just gigatron with the six modes never mind the devil gigatron with the 10 modes you know this this was this one and it doesn't stand which really bugs me like it's it refuses to stand up it out of the box out of a sealed box those feet and the very many parts of the foot, which are the dragon mouth, just simply don't support that toy properly. And I've always got to lean it up against something. But that robot mode is one of the most beautiful things you'll ever see. Again, you know that controversial opinions was last time, right? Like, <laughs> I know, but I was so disappointed in this toy. I know, yeah. Really. It got, and I it haven't transformed it beyond actually. that one time. I, I transformed it out of the box, never again. I really am so disappointed to hear that. Oh, I, I knew it already, but... Um, yeah, it does because I, I actually really like that toy. What can I say? Like I, I, I agree with you about some of the shortcoming, uh, shortcomings. Actually, I do think it is a nightmare to stand up. The 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 heels, particularly the um, ankles, and all of that are a bit wonky for sure. And that's on both versions. Um, so it does have trouble standing, and I have that with both of mine. Uh, although both of mine are the Hasbro versions. Um, and yeah, some of the modes are a bit out there. I don't mind the transformations. I've got to say, I, I think it's all right. And I think I'm just put off touching it again because it will just damage it further and further well, and further. That and is it just fair. won't look as good as it looks standing as the cartoon version of the bad guy, which is what it does best yeah. for me. Maybe I've been conditioned to not be accepting of that stuff, but I, it's like anything, isn't it? When you're more kind of 
um, aware of it, I suppose, or more versed in it. So because uh, because I collected so many transmetals and transmetal twos from Beast Wars, mm. the whole chrome thing is something that you know vacuum metalized chrome or whatever was something that I was really familiar with. And to be fair, I haven't had any problems. I don't think on on any of my versions. And I had a Galvatron for well, I got it at the time. So since two thousand one, you know, and I had it all this this time. And I recently sold it and got a, a new one. And um, the only reason I sold it was because I really wanted a mint one. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and but actually, the old one was still in, I think, pretty impeccable condition. I think if you'd opened it at the time and played with it, it wouldn't have ended up like mine. I think the fact that it hasn't been touched because I've seen other sealed right. examples and I can see the cracks through the plastic window. I didn't know to look for it when I bought mine, and now I can see that I shouldn't have bought the one I did. But again, I think it's on individual copies. So I've had yeah. a Transmetal Rampage, for example. Uh, it's the big crab from Beast yeah. Wars. And uh, I've had copies. I've had three copies of that toy. I've had the Takara one, which I have now. And I've had two copies of the uh, the original um, Kenner version. And the one copy, which is my original one, no chrome cracking. And I sold that to a friend of ours, actually, mm-hmm. uh, who got it and, and would testify, I'm sure, that there's very little chrome wear at all on that. And uh, it's not like I'd particularly, you know, made a big effort to look after it all those years, but it was fine. And then I got a a replacement one and I ended up selling it on because as soon as I got it cracking on the chrome. Mm. And I think it's just one of those things where I hate to say it, but I think it's individual copies. I think some copies are fine. Luck of the draw. It's luck of the draw. And that's crap to say. Yeah, Yeah. not a lucky draw. That's crap to say. And that's horrible because in terms of collecting, there's there's no way to know. But Mm. yeah, if if it's got cracks in the chrome, you're going to struggle with it for sure but maybe you get lucky with it. And uh, and there is stuff you could do, you know, you can coat it in polish or whatever to kind of keep it a bit more uh, pristine. Um, but it's a shame. Yeah, I mean, just a, away from the car robots version, I mean, my experience, I got this toy when it came out. Somebody bought me as a birthday gift in that year, uh, the R.I.D. version. And like you, Maz, I really didn't like it. And because mm. it just didn't feel like any Transformer I knew. At, at, at that point, I was so used to picking up G1, G2 toys and being able to transform them. And this, the instructions were terrible. And it seemed so, not just complex, but really uninvitingly complex. You know, like mm-hmm. there was, it did, it was a toy that didn't want you to figure it out because it, everything, it just didn't make sense to me at all. And I just didn't like it. Everything about it, it would fall over. And it just, it's there's still unique. parts of it again. Yeah. yeah. The whole uh, twisting the things at the bottom of the legs in dragon mode. That was a really weird step that I I feel like I hadn't experienced anything like that uh, when I was just experiencing recently. But yeah, that, that's the feeling I got from it, so like straight off the bat. Have you have you warmed up to it since, Liam? Um, I think I would appreciate it more now. Like I've seen it since and held it since, and I, I like it more as a because it looks like the Megatron off the show. Now right. it's more like oh, it's a cool yeah. look, and, and it's an interesting thing in the world of Megatrons that looks yeah. so similar. I couldn't get rid of it because of yeah. that. But but at the time, I remember really being like, "Oh God, I really dislike this. It's horrible." And so yeah, I'll freely I'll freely admit that a lot of the alt modes are passable at best for me, and I don't mind saying that. Like, it's definitely the robot mode is the is the standout yeah. by a country mode. Yeah, yeah, it's the it's incredible looking robot mode. The one alt mode I really wanted to keep it in was the really funny Dick Dastardly car mode. I actually yeah. really like how that looks. And I mm. love the way it, it sort of makes the parts it has work in car mode. But the poxy thing won't stay together. Literal Batmobile. Yeah, but it, it won't stay together. It's just like the parts won't mm. clip together or stay clipped. The alignment is wrong in the legs when you sort of fold them up over to make the back of the car. It just looked wonky as heck. And I thought, 
this is not enjoyable. Mm. And um, it didn't even look good enough to keep in that mode. Um, but we should also mention that the Car Robots release is the only one of that mold because yes. the upgraded mold to Devil Gigatron with its 10 modes is what Hasbro used as Megatron and then yeah. as Galvatron. So you can get the Megatron with the 10 modes. Yeah. Yeah, which is something. We're just kind of going back a step then to to kind of <laughs> finish summarizing the line because we haven't even done that yet. But uh, yeah, so basically Car Robots was a lot of new molds, some old molds as well. You know, so it brought back things like G1 Bruticus uh, and stuff like that. Had some new combiners in there. So you've got stuff like JRX and uh, and the build team, uh, you know, or Build King. And uh, just really, really fantastic toys, some really nice decos. Did things like spy changes, which were re-releases of the Generation 2 GoBots um, and uh, looking really quite fine. Lots of exclusives, of, Loads, as you said, Mass. Yeah. Um, but then blind uh, box stuff, lucky draw stuff, right. store exclusive giveaways, just the whole rainbow spectrum of how the, to make the, a toy. The kind hard of stuff that, that, yeah, twenty years later is super infuriating. <laughs> Those blind box spy changes, yeah. man, honestly, kill me. The clear uh, ones are the worst, aren't they? Don't even go there, honestly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, then you've got the R and D lineup, which is all the same toys brought over. Some deco changes, so things like Skid Z um, looks, you know, very different. Um, to how it did in car robots, uh, you know, different decos and things. But then they took all of that, uh, made changes, like they put Autobot logos where there had been no Autobot logos. So like Mm -hmm. one thing that's very consistent in car robots is that none of the car modes have prominent Autobot logos on them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not even the spy changes. Not even the spy changes, which all have Autobot logos added on in RID. So they obviously wanted it to be much more prominently maybe that's a th- in theme with the packaging actually they wanted it to be much more but then you've t- got transformers the build team has a very obvious autobot logo on um build boy's chest on wedge's chest yeah it's, it's like true super prominent and then it's mega prominent on the combiner the, the combined well. mode uh, do you know it's funny because actually landfill or, or the build team they they're the ones that to me always feel like an odd duck in terms of that line like they even compared to jrx they they feel like a strange, like like it's they could be a vintage mold, you know. At that point, they could be a G one or G two mold or something that's been brought over, but they're not. They're horribly original design, mm. but without the articulation and stuff that some of the other toys have. They've got a bit, obviously, but um, that's funny. Uh, I find them completely consistent with Caro. Do you? Yeah, they, they always feel stuck out to so me. of the line, and I love them for it because mm. they have the chunk and playability and wicked vehicle modes that this line's original molds all have. And it doesn't feel like anything that's gone before because of that utterly wacky three-pronged yeah, combination that's, system. It's just that's the fantastic. bit that makes it feel super new. That's the bit that stops it feeling like a, a G1 or a nothing like nothing in G1, yeah. certainly, and, and really in G2 as well. So, And then, yeah, you've got RID, which is, say, ports all of these toys over. But then the, the thing with RID that is worth mentioning is the fact that it just threw in a truckload, literally, of random other molds. I mean, you have... <laughs> Just the least. it's it's hard to know where to start in terms of summarizing that to be honest because it's just incredible. I mean, you've got uh, everything from uh, you know unreleased stuff from G two. You've got regular G two releases. Uh, you've got uh, more spy changes by the boatload. Uh, some that you know were actually unreleased molds, things like that, which is just you know brought back, which is incredible. You've got stuff uh, more stuff from G one things from Beast Wars, so like a repaint of. Uh, Transmetal 2 Megatron in blue for some reason. Uh, you've got unreleased Beast Machines toys and retail Beast Machines toys all in the line. 
which is all really, really bizarre. Uh, you've got just like things like Air Attack Optimus Primal uh, in there, which is just, I mean, that definitely doesn't fit at all <laughs> in terms of but anything. But even R.I.D. had some original stuff that was specific to the line, which was like the Spy Changer Exbrawn. It's like that yeah. wasn't reused from anywhere, and it didn't come out in Car Robots. It was specific to this line, and it was a new mold for Hasbro. Yeah, it's really true. Some of those little spy changes that they did originally are so cool as well. Uh, really, First really time them, so. an Optimus Prime toy has been has had a dedicated mold as as that size class, isn't it? Like what, the, in, fi- in, the fire yeah. engine Optimus Prime. It's the first time like a leader Optimus Prime toy has had a Legends class toy. I would guess so. so. I, I love that they did the yellow repaint of that yeah. as well. I yeah. just think that for me is the ultimate. And some of those spy changes, you know, the particularly, I would say you would have a great time actually, Maz, collecting the Hasbro spy changes. Oh, I really it's going to happen now. I really think Japanese you would. Yeah, honestly, sure. I, I could just totally see there are some great remolds, re, you know, repaints, all yeah. of that, and some really niche ones as well. The little um, things like the little uh, spy changer Ultra Magnus is just so cool. I do honestly. want that and the Scourge and the x yeah. Prime, not the Yellow Prime. Yeah, it'll happen. Well, they, of course it will. they even did. Uh, there's some weird ones. They even did a little um, movie verse prime repaint yeah. as well uh, with the flames and stuff on the truck, which I have, uh, which was, um, yeah, just cool stuff like that. So just very, very bizarre. So yeah, RID was just literally, literally everything that they could think of, just throw it out there, see what sticks. And um, I, it's hard to know kind of what the strategy was beyond just like, here's some wacky repaints, but. You could look at it cohesively and think this is bizarre, but actually, I I kind of like it. You know, I I have a lot of fun with a lot of those repaints. I think they were really successful. And one thing that I do think is universally true of both lines of the bits that they repainted, as I say, is that the repainted versions are often better than what where they came from. So Skybite is the obvious one. I mean, Transmetal Two Cybershark Cybershark is beautiful, but I do prefer the Skybite repaint. Uh, the obvious ones, as I say, are the Machine Wars repaints that they brought back. So, um, you know, of course you had in Car Robots, uh, you know, you had uh, Indie Heat and mm-hmm. um, uh, what's his name? Wreck-a-hook. The other one, uh, Wreck-a-Hook. Thank you. I can never remember his Japanese name. Or the uh, Mystery old... Machine, as every single person who comments on social media feels <laughs> yeah. the need to point out. Yes, it's true. Yes, you do get a lot no. of that. <laughs> It doesn't bother me, mate. Purple. You, you do Got seem it. to get a lot of that. You do seem to get a lot of that. But then, uh, what was what was uh, fascinating was that then in RID they took they they repackaged those as two packs and they brought mm. back some of the jet modes from Machine Wars as well. So what had been like Megatron and and uh, Megaplex and things like that, uh, and made them into like wind shear and stuff. And actually, those um, repaints I think are super cool. Honestly, like Windshear uh, and Skyfire, the other one, uh, just looks so much better. They blow their Machine Wars counterparts out of the water in terms of how nice they are. Is that, are they, are they, those repaints, that's not something you'd ever consider, though, is it, Matt? Oh, it is, because, I, because now that I've got the, the exclusive versions of Wrecker Hook and Indie Heat, I would like to have the regular Hasbro version of Skid Z because it's different and it doesn't have the dodgy rear wing that every single car robot's Indie Heat has. It's just a twisted mold. It's a flip changer, oh, yeah? which is an indie car. And if you look at it head on, the rear wing is completely bent. And it's like that in a sealed package. And I've oh, confirmed this with a number of collectors. Even the exclusive blue one is like that. And uh, they corrected that for the flip changer that came out in RID. And I'd love to have one which is perfectly aligned. Do you know I have the blue one? 
And actually, yeah. I think you're right. It does have yes. it. I'm just trying yeah. to remember the last time I transformed it. But I remember getting it and thinking, oh, this is quite tough to, for, <laughs> for a flip changer. It's quite hard to activate. It's a little bit nerve wracking, particularly as yeah. it's clear plastic. It's just that arm that leads up to the rear wing is twisted. Right. And it's, uh, it's a bit of a shame because it's looks really rubbish in photos it's really hard to angle the the toy to make it not look like you've done something wrong in the transformation dare i say i actually think the skidzy color scheme is a little bit nicer but that's me i like it because the indie heat one is it's show accurate and it's Mm. actually got the the racing number on the on the nose cone of the car which is cool yeah, they've both got their merit for sure. I just, uh, I don't know. I sort of took a view on it and I was like, for me, I know you've gone full car robots. I was yeah. like, I'll just pick a bit of both. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Uh, I think that's the, the most sensible way to collect it. Because, for example, how long did it take me to get Gelshark, the Japanese sky bike? It took me ages to find a nice one. I could have just picked up an RID one and been done with it in a week. Mm. Yeah, it's super accessible. But you had to have that, that uh, cardboard. No, I couldn't be happier now that I do. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> It's very important. I'm sure. Liam was just going on at me. I was like, you've got to get this sky bite. You've got to get this sky bite. I was. That was it. Yeah. Got to make sure. You need that cardboard. Do you still have one? What? The vintage sky, sky bite? Yeah. No, no. It's one I'd like to get, but I can't find it for a reasonable price. It's quite hard to find. The all, all the while stepping over reasonably priced landfills there. Just, you know, 10 a, ten a penny. Send me a link. Yeah. Oh, re- oh wow. <laughs> Send you a link. Good Lord. Send me a link. Do you know, um, I thought I'd hate Skybite, I really did. I was afraid it was going to be exactly the same experience as Megatron. And this is like a, a Transmetal 2 toy. It's fantastic. It's just brilliant. It's a really tricky uh, transformation. That, that Those wings pop off every time. But it's just, it's lovely in both modes. And uh, it's, you know, it's not a poseable shark by any stretch. It's <laughs> no. molded in a banana shape. Um, but it's just wicked it's gorgeous never seen a toy painted so beautifully in the main line but do you know that's the thing for me is that it's not um i was i was a bit nervous that you weren't going to like it actually just after your experience with gigatron uh gigatron or whatever but uh i was so pleased when you got it and that you were like yeah i love it uh because it's it's a real favorite of mine and i do think that the paint and the finish and the just the attention to detail on all the little wires and little hmm. mechanical detailing along the sides of the shark and you know the kind of mismatched asymmetric pattern in the robot mode and things like that it's it's definitely one of the nicest looking in-hand toys that i own for sure yeah um, it's it's right there's something everyone should see in hand it's quite breathtaking yeah i would agree Okay, so it feels a bit like we've kind of jumped around all over the place and talked about lots of stuff already. But let's get into some of the detail of specific toys. And the obvious one to talk about first is, of course, Superfire Convoy or Optimus Prime, as many people will refer to him. And uh, well, it's a toy that we all love, isn't it? We've all we have talked a bit about this toy on a number of occasions previously, but it bears repeating because I, I think it's just a timeless classic. No, it's one of the great toys, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, it's. I was. Um, it's. It's funnily enough, not a toy that I knew back in the day. Personally, it wasn't one that I had at the time. But I've. I've loved discovering it since. Really, really have. No, it's an absolute classic. I had it at the time, and like I said, I was saying earlier, just getting it back again is. I can't believe I sold it in the first place because everything about it is ticks every possible box for me. It's such an amazing toy to play with, and it's just everything about it. Like it's, it's got a base mode almost. It's got everything. Yeah, there's something about the fire engine mode that is just one of the most 
fun to hold yeah. transformation. So you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's so big. It's it's ridiculous. It feels like a model scale model fire engine almost. It's yep. so good. So um, much functionality as well. Yeah, great with the ladder and yeah, yeah, really, really cool. It is the. It was, in my opinion, a wonderful reimagining of Power Master Optimus Prime. Is is yeah. what that toy felt like when I got it recently. It's not even been a year since I first experienced it. First of all, look at that thing landing in the year two thousand. I mean. I can't even imagine what that must have been like for most people to get that at the time on import. How exciting that must have been yeah. at, at that time in the it's year just 2000. Seeing something so different. So different. So you've got the core robot, which is like the Optimus Prime cab, and you've got the super robot mode where you detach everything else and clobber it together like Lego to create a super robot, which then combines with another dude, <coughs> God Bomber, to make a super, super robot. And then you've got the vehicle mode, which it can function as a cab by itself with a with a little gun. The that little, has the wheel the little gun, yeah, yeah. Or you can attach it to make a bigger truck mode. And then, of course, you can have a like a passable base mode. It's just Power Master Prime updated and made <laughs> yeah, even better. Yeah, yeah. It's, I can uh, see that. I didn't know that little gun reliant Robin thing. I think it was was it either <laughs> during one of one of these episodes or in a recent discussion online somewhere. I can't remember. Yeah, maybe so. maybe in Triple Takeover. But um I remember that being said and I was like, really? Okay. <laughs> and it's fantastic. I love it. But it was just a feature that, you know, teaches you, doesn't it, to sometimes read the blooming instructions. It's, it's a good idea to do. But yeah, it's it's cracking. One of the amazing things about it though, there's no pretense that it's anything other than a toy. Like mm-hmm. In this day and age, we're so used to whatever toy line comes out, it's looking at, it's trying to achieve something else. Whereas with this toy, the plastic is so thick. It's got yeah. sound features, rockets, everything about it. It's just this massive toy that is designed to be played with. and it's But it has all the bells and whistles like rubber tires and mm-hmm. clear windows, everything Paint, like that. It's, chrome. Yeah. It, it feels like someone tried to make the absolute best toy. They were just having a great time with it. As, and that was their only yeah. remit. Make a fantastic And they just had toy. to let go of the fact that Optimus Prime had to be a truck. Just like Did, you know, a fire engine. Actually, the fire engine thing, I think, is pretty universally accepted from what I see anyway. I don't, not in the same way as, you know, Optimus being a, a monkey. <laughs> it's not, you know, not so controversial. <laughs> Uh, yeah, station. exactly. I I don't see many people being like, oh, they made him a fire truck. What? You know, there's not mm-hmm. a lot of that. It's 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 pretty loved. And I think if Mate, you're going to do years of monkey, they would have taken him as a dump truck, right? <laughs> Maybe. I, do you know? I think it'd be a very cool dump truck. That yes. new that new smash changer thing looks like a dump truck, and I, I think <laughs> great. It's pretty cool design. Looks pretty complex though. I was laughing away reading that. Honestly. Amazing, actually. Do you remember I told you that story about the Gumtree advert I found for R.I.D. Optimus Prime where the dad was like, oh, this is my son's Optimus Prime toy. I, we simply can't figure it out. Right. Sold as is. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> so that was better then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. It's, what as you say? What a take! What a numpty! But hey ho! Uh, but yeah, the I think the fire truck thing. A lot of it. I don't know. It's it's a great mode for him, and obviously they carried it forward into animated, which I really like, um, uh, which I think is super cool. I would love to see more Optimus yeah. fire trucks now. Actually, the, the Galaxy Force and and that did it as well, didn't they? Cybertron. And they tend to be the best looking Optimus vehicle modes. Really that you do. Simply can't yeah. wait to get your hands on and play with. And man, this toy qualifies for that. 
and, yeah. and it was Optimus Prime coming back as well. So at that time, it's I know there was Truck Not Monkeys, so in the fandom it was different. But and as a wider sort of world, seeing Optimus Prime again as a as a fire truck wasn't as like shocking because he wasn't. It's he was iconic, but he wasn't iconic as he is now, where pretty much yeah. everyone in the world knows what Optimus Prime. And it's been drilled into you that he has a very specific iconography. But back then, it was wow, it's Optimus Prime. It's a red truck of some description, and that's Optimus Prime as well. Yeah, there was there was a lot of close enough about it wasn't there that it was yeah. it was um nostalgic enough to kind of capture the imagination while still being something new um but yeah i do think it's really cool i actually really love the inner robot uh mode it's great it um, really is it's a real favorite of mine i just think it's so much fun to pose yep. even uh, with his dancing shoes it looks amazing <laughs> yeah it does have a bit it's of that cool head as well with the feet. antenna like the yes. the curvy antenna that looked like really nice little, little bananas <laughs> rather than sort of you know spikes as well yeah, it's it's got all the right hallmarks for being an Optimus design, mm, even yeah, down to like yes. the chest windows and stuff like that. Um, but it's still entirely new, uh, and I and I really like it for that. And I think there's, it feels like it's from a time where there was there was a real sense of creativity around it, around what they were going to do with this that isn't always prevalent today, at the risk of saying it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I really admire it for that. And nothing about it. I mean, or rather everything about it tells you that this guy is the leader mm. when he, you put him in robot mode and you make super fire convoy no doubt who the boss is yeah scale aside i mean he's he's bigger than three trains combined but it doesn't matter yeah that's another thing scale in this line yeah not so much <laughs> but you know shark bigger than car but it's uh it doesn't matter and that's how he's a marquee good toy I've... isn't he yes yeah, yeah, it he, really is. Is. he is a point in history for this toy line yeah does get anywhere near as much credit as it deserves on a wider scale. I think the one thing that did surprise me about it initially was that there wasn't more articulation in the super robot mode. That was, mm-hmm. I did, uh, you know, even down to the hands and things like that, I think I imagined that there would be a little bit more. Um, and, you know, like the legs, obviously you can't really pose the legs without massively having the feet at an ankle. <laughs> Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like not, not so, there's no ankle tilt or anything. Not that you would anticipate there would be ankle tilt on a toy from that time. If it was modern, there probably would be, but I don't know. It just adds up a little bit to kind of make him. He looks better static, I think. But that's uh, like, they're so good, such good-looking toys with excellent proportions and so much show accuracy that I think people look back on them and they're surprised that these toys don't have those features and they forget yeah. that it's from the year two thousand, a mere six years after Laser Prime was being called the most articulated transformer ever, and then you realise can't even turn his legs outwards because yeah. laser prime was talked about as you know the the greatest thing and he can't turn his legs out you know you've got to have him at some funny weird angle to make him look dynamic but then i guess i guess it was because it was coming off the back of beast wars yeah beast machines where everything was super articulated you know what mm. i mean or, or certainly most stuff was so that you could um get a real sense of posability i mean posability in beast wars was just it's yeah. like the de facto thing, you know. You everything can see was, it in the Car Brothers, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the car, the Car Brothers are the same. So it, it wasn't that Optimus wasn't posable in the super mode. It was just that there were kind of compromises to the posability yeah. because of the armor and things like mm. that. That just, I don't know. I remember the first time I experienced it. I was like, it wasn't a disappointment, but it was like a, huh, okay, this is a bit different. Do you know what I mean? But actually, I, what I've really kind of come to with that mold, uh, convoy Optimus, whatever, is that. It doesn't need it actually no. because the, no. the the super mode is so impressive that yes. who cares? But he can do the whole action pose with the ladder, the yes. 
over his shoulder, yeah. which is well, great. Liam's picture of it is yeah, super. I love doing that. It was just it's so much fun, and it does it convincingly. Yeah, and it holds it as well. It's not like <laughs> even if that toy is so heavy and you'd think it would topple, but it doesn't. It can do it because the joints are so strong. But what you're saying about posability is right. But at that, that time, I just remember being so like enamored with it. Like, I was like, wow, it can do this. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, because the blocky shapes, it's like it's a truck that can do that versus like with the animal ones, like the Beast Wars, it's, they're very much more organic, aren't they? They, mm-hmm. they sort of lend themselves like that. So it was quite amazing for me, I think, the first time I saw that toy. I'm like, wow. Particularly going from Ultra Magnus, R.I.D. Ultra Magnus, which is the polar opposite of that. Yeah, there there are a couple of differences as well between the two uh, versions. Because mm-hmm. uh, Maz, you've got the the car robots one, so correct. Yeah. Um, of course, uh, it doesn't have sparkly plastic. Yeah, slightly different sort of look to the red plastic, I think. Um, but also the the kind of key difference, you know, is about the launches in the ladder. Did you know this? Mm, oh, the one that it's like yeah. a staggered launch that you can do for right. the launch for the yeah. missiles. So on the car robots one, you, you kind of press the button and the things all flip forward and it fires all in kind of one go. Whereas on the American one, you can um, literally fire each one individually. I think uh, you can stagger them cool. on the car robots one too. It just okay, depends yeah, how, how hard that... you press the button. It kind of right. it will do it uh, in stages. I, thought, yeah, I always thought that was the difference between the two. I always thought they were... Huh. No, I hadn't noticed it. But then I haven't even put... The... I've too much time into playing with the missiles because they're potent <laughs> and they yeah, sorry them around a lot. Yeah. yeah. Another thing is the the chest chrome is um, gradiented on the car robots version. So is that uh, right? The red chrome that's around the windows on his chest it sort of goes from red to orange, but it doesn't it doesn't have that look on the Hasbro version. No, it's just it's just plain red, uh, yep. sort of block red or whatever on the mm. the Hasbro version for sure. So that's a real big spot of wear actually on the toy is the chrome around that. Section. Well, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I had the the Hasbro version for you know a good few years, and the, the chrome was always really nice. Uh, but I have to say, actually, one thing that I do really like is the Encore version, the mm. Japanese Encore version, which you know is worth talking about because uh, it's an unfortunate reissue, and lots of people really were hanging on for that thing and were dead excited about it and it was a bit of a damp squib because it had numerous quality control problems i mean you know a, a lot let's say to the point where takara Tomi eventually even offered a recall for it um which i think was in relation to the some of the sound, the sound features the sound yeah. chips which weren't working um and to be fair i'm not too worried about the sound chip i mean i have the encore reissue and fortunately my copy seems all good um but the one thing i will say for the reissue problems aside is that the the color changes that they made is really nice really, it's the really white lovely. isn't it instead of the yeah. cream the off-white cream of the vintage yeah it, it, and the red as well striking difference the, the, the red is really striking. red is really nice yeah it's got kind of yeah there's no no chrome on the chest as such it's silver paint with like a just a block red on the chest uh, and it does look really really good uh, the blue is darker so it contrasts a bit more with the red that's really lovely um, just some of the paint applications are a bit brighter. The eyes are brighter. Are the eyes different? Yeah, the eyes are different color on the core robot. The the core robot, the eyes on the core robot, and the they're blue the, on the reissue, aren't they? No, 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 no. They're oh, okay. still they, but they're kind of like um like a burnt yellow, whereas on the original they're kind of gold. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's slightly different. The, the I think the blue and the white are the most noticeable differences. Uh, even the gray is a little bit changed. It's kind of like a darker gray. Um, it just adds up and just makes him look really, really. Very striking, I think. Uh, you know, even the window tint is slightly different, stuff like that. So uh, it's like they they took what was already a really good uh, color scheme and just really enhanced it, in my mm. opinion. 
Um, and Magnus is the same, honestly. It's just the, the blue is so nice. The whites are nice. It doesn't have the off-white. Um, and, you know, trying to find a yellowed, non-yellowed. <laughs> How many did I link you to? Magnus. Six O's, this yellowed. Six O's, that one yellowed. I just In the end, you just had to go for it. No, they are actually off-white. That, that was the trouble take of a chat for a long time, wasn't it? Is you go, Does this look yellow to you? <laughs> it's so hard to pick one. Pretty sure I replied to at least one link without even looking at it, just going, yeah, she might be yellowed, mate. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> just, it was by the dozen. I was like, oh, my God. NK Skyfire. I remember that. Just, Same that thing. Was, that, that, yeah. yeah, yeah, it really just was. Just go for it in the end because they just come out that way in photos, but yeah. in hand, it's it's a different story. It's horrible having that doubt, though, isn't it? That, yes. With the yellowing. It really because is. The thing is, obviously, I broke my Magnus when I first got it with the with the Godfire convoy mode, the Omega Prime. And you think, okay, there's loads of them out there, but that was an expensive purchase that is not one you want to replace. It's not like a vintage G1 boxed figure price range at all, but you still like, well, I don't want to have to pay 60, 70 pounds again. You know, that's that that whole thing about looking after the toys and reading the instructions. And it's funny, when I broke it, people then piped up and said, yeah, I've got the Takara version and I damaged mine that way too. So there were QC faults with the 2000 line that Takara put out that Hasbro then fixed for the year later. And that, that's worth noting. And, and one of them is, I think, the the Magnus head flip to, yeah, for the big robot head to come that's out. That's true. And of course, Indie Heat that we talked about with the dodgy spoiler. Fair play to Hasbro, actually, just as a kind of general point before we come back to Magnus and stuff. But it's it, worth acknowledging what a level of effort they went to at the time, actually, because they could have just as easily imported this stuff as it was. No color scheme changes, no nothing. Just plonked it out on shelves. There you go. Job's done. You know, see you later. See you next year for Armada. And they'd have been mm. they'd have been fine. But they didn't. They actually seemingly paid quite a lot of attention to, to quite a lot of it. And I think it's... Um, I don't know. It's not the kind of reputation that Hasbro always get, is it? When no. they they took away stuff. the clear plastic joints of JRX and right. gave Rail Racer non-clear plastic, so you don't get the the beautiful see-through windows of the trains, but you also don't get a disintegrating combiner. Right, and and you know it's funny because actually I have both versions of that toy now, and uh, although yes, the trains uh, and everything do look lovely on the Car Robots version. It's actually the Sonicong version that I have. It used to be yours, mess, of course. Right. Um, but it's it's beautiful, absolutely very striking. But there is something about playing with the uh, you know the block non clear plastic versions that Hasbro put out that is they still look really nice. They don't look the same, but they look really nice. They and, are gorgeous, uh, though. It's just a gorgeous toy full stop. Yeah, fantastic. So uh, you know, all credit to Hasbro. I think they often get a bad rep for how they approach repaints and stuff, or have done historically. Not so much now, of course, but. Uh, they, I think they really did a great job with R.I.D. Yeah, they and made the toys durable. Yeah. They made them their own as well. I think that's one of the things we're talking about here, isn't it? Is, is they, they are very, they're similar, but they're separate. And yeah. they do have their own personality as a result. Like you were saying, with the bigger logos and different colors and things. Yeah. yeah. I, I love their packaging as well. Just Magnus and Prime in their boxes. And even those trains oh. and those cavernous boxes, they look great in Hasbro packaging. Yeah. And they, the car brothers on the car, you know, the big bubbles yeah. and the cars. Yeah, yeah. It's just amazing. Those, they are those really are the first molds I ever got of this mm. line were the Hasbro, Prowl, X-Brawn oh, really? and Sideburn. Those, that was my first experience of the line. Yeah, but we'll come to that. Before we do, just just want to say a bit more on, on this Prime. That Prime is the only one in the Car Robots packaging that comes in the window box. 
And it's so attractive in that window box that I've often considered buying another one just to have in the box. And mine regularly goes back into the box because it looks so divine in the packaging. But then I'll get it out because it's one of the most enjoyable toys to play with. It's just there's never a lack of wow when you clip all the parts on to make Superfire Convoy. You just can't go from truck to Superfire Convoy without stopping at the core robot mode as well. It's so Mm. good. Just one of the best Transformers toys ever. You, you, well, there's the, it would be almost impossible, wouldn't it, to just go straight from vehicle to uh, super mode? Yeah, you know, but I mean, like, you stop and you put the core robot on the table, you know, give him oh, a definitely. Pose, put the gun in his hands. Like, yeah, this is beautiful. Now for the super mode. It's just super fun. You're going to get a yellow version. I am. I'm trying very hard. I, I would, back when I wasn't a collector of this line, that Sam's Club yellow RID Optimus was a thing i considered buying and i remember when it was uncool and it was uninteresting and it was cheap it's another shining magnus isn't it it's it's another another it's exactly that i i bought it at a time i know there was no information about it no one gave a stuff about it Hmm. It, you know it hadn't really come up in fiction or whatever do you know what i mean i don't know but it, I, i remember seeing it and i had seen it before but many years ago and i, I saw it come up uh, and it was a lot with the magnus the sam's Club magnus hmm. and um the two of them together and uh, it was just so funny because I, I, I bought it and was like, yeah, it's, that's a really cool thing. I really want it. And it was, dare I say, quite cheap, actually. <laughs> Whereas yeah, now I see the prices. Yeah, it, yeah it was, it's changed so much. It's become a real object of desire almost overnight. Um, and actually, the Magnus is really nice as well. It's just yeah. it's not as striking a change on the Magnus as it is on the Prime. That's the thing. No, because the Prime it, is it's not better looking than the right. original color Magnus. Whereas the Prime, you could argue... Superfire Convoy Optimus Prime in yellow is just it's just scintillating to, to the, look at. It's funny the the yellow actually my my boy loves that mold so he's a big 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 fan of the of Optimus um, but it's the yellow one that he really likes yep. he really likes the yellow one he has actually so I when I was collecting all the spy changes I got the obviously the the, the little yellow Optimus Prime spy changer one um, and he was so excited about it. Uh, I ended up giving him that one and the, the um, I think it's Prowl that comes with it. I gave him those two and uh, and I ended up buying another one and he still got them and he plays with them all the time. Uh, and it, if ever there's like, you know, we're talking about, can we look at a Transformer or whatever from my collection? Regularly, the Yellow Optimus is the one that he wants to see. So in fiction, that was cast as a female eventually, wasn't it? A Supreme it Convoy or something like that. Was yeah. It Supreme I, Convoy? Um, Lime convoy? A spl- Yellow Splendid, Splendid Convoy. convoy. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's actually had a couple of iterations because uh, it was also um, sort of used or repurposed as Shotimus Prime, uh, so uh, a sort of uh, souped-up version of Hotshot if he'd mm. got the Matrix and everything. Uh, that was a thing. Um, but then they turned it into Yellow Splendid Convoy. I, I, but it's really kind of caught everybody's attention more recently, I think. Can I just go back to this Shotimus Prime? Did I hear that right? Was that a real thing so you just said? Yep, yep. <laughs> Shotimus Prime, definitely. Oh my god, that is my new favorite name. It's like I'm now I'm picturing like this gangster rap Optimus Prime is going around. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's considered it's actually considered to be uh, like a representation of Hotshot, you know, from Armada and Energon and everything, as like the Matrix bearer, if you will. So um, a lot of people refer to it as Shotimus Prime. So if ever you post pictures of it, you get lots of things. You get that's gorgeous. Shotimus, you get it's Shotimus Prime. You get it's Yellow Splendid Convoy. Uh, you get female Optimus, all of that. So I bet he doesn't get he or she doesn't get any. P- <laughs>
comments like poor shining man <laughs> right man. yeah definitely not no too good for that i mentioned that my boy loves that toy i remember the first time we were playing with it and i actually said to him uh and, and he said who is it and all this i said oh it's optimus prime uh and i and i said but it's actually a lady optimus prime and uh literally looked at me and just went Huh, okay. And that was it. <laughs> and ever since then, it's just been she and whatever else. You yeah, know, imagine like... how enjoyable a hobby like this could be without years <laughs> of baggage. Right, exactly. Yeah. It was just, it was like no big deal. Do you know what I mean? He, he doesn't care. He's like, great. So it's a Lady Optimus Prime. Doesn't need splendid. explanation. Doesn't need, yeah, he's splendid. Exactly. Delightful Optimus Prime. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, it just makes you realize that uh, that's how it should be, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's a real so... shot in the arm. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. Very right, good. <laughs> But no, I, I would recommend that one. Honestly, I, I think I do prefer it. Rim shop. To... <laughs> I'll stop. I won't, but I'll say it. <laughs> please, please do. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I think I do prefer it to the regular Optimus. You should get one. I'll just put it in with Brave Max. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Ship together, yeah. Yeah, just yeah, all in one job lot. Why not? Decepticons, combine! Yes, sir! Uh, well, let's talk a bit about Magnus then, because we kind of touched on him briefly. Liam, you've obviously still got your vintage Magnus. Would you Would you get a new one one day? Or? Yeah, I'd like to go for it again because it's another one I didn't like at the time. Like, I love, I love the truck mode. I think it's fantastic, but the yeah. robot mode was it's so com- it felt so complex to get to something that didn't really do much. You know, it's got these really long legs that don't Trousers. move. Yeah, high waisted trousers. It just felt so opposite to the Car Brothers. And heard opposite. Liam for opposing opinions. Here we, here we go, Johnny come lately on the RID train. <laughs> yeah. Just got the JR. The apologist. The yeah. yeah. Oh no! Now he's Mister Mister Car Robots, isn't he? But I know. Yeah. But do you know? I think your opinion is very. It uh, is a very common one because yeah, yeah. for all the talk that Superfire Convoy has had down the years. I haven't heard it about Magnus and there's just everyone loves that truck mode. Everyone loves it. And it's one of the most attractive looking vehicle modes ever it's seen superb. on a Transformer. But there wasn't hearing anything about the robot mode. It's so disappointing though, like because when you take when you see that toy in the box, it looks incredible. And you take it out and it's so, at that time it felt like a saga because Transformers in general hadn't been that complex. And there are mm. so many parts that come yeah, off yeah, and yeah. flip around and stuff. It's and, it's, and then you get there and it's like, oh, it's he's got wavy arms. That's all right, but then he's, he looks like he's got these giant legs and they don't move. And it's... Couldn't disagree more with you. I made that robot for the first time when I was in heaven. I was like, this is tremendous. It's perfect. But that's what I was going to say next. Like, when I see it as an adult now, I appreciate yeah. it more. I look at it and go, wow, it looks mm, cool. Yeah. But then it was like, this, what have they done here? That I, I can relate to. to this. Yes. I think I was a bit the same, to be honest, as Liam, though, because I, I seem to recall... Yeah, I had it. It was one of the ones that I had back in the day, and I, I recall being like, "Whoa, those are some legs, man!" Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> that is, that's that's a lot. That's like a lot to take in. And also, um, Magnus. Right, sure. <laughs> take your shot. <laughs> uh, but uh, it, it was a it was a lot to kind of accept at the time. In times of like, this is a pretty wacky robot mode. You know the proportions and all. And yeah. uh, but also. It is different now collecting these toys to what it was at the time. I mean, some of the transformations and Magnus is one. Um, funnily enough, it came up in conversation uh, today. I posted a picture of it and uh, an old Llama God um, replied on Twitter and said, 
that you know he had hellish memories of transforming it um i think he described it the memory of it is like rocking in a corner uh you know that it that kind of feeling of it and uh, i can i can appreciate that because it was a toy that felt like a sort of new leap in terms of transformational complexity at the time um and and now yeah it's like no big deal really but it was a different story in 2001 yeah. it's original now it's yeah. wow you know what am i doing with those um those plates on his back, you, you yeah. pull them out, you rotate them in, and that's like oh, it's just fantastic. He's bizarre. so interesting. He's really so interesting. interesting. But you're but you're seeing it in a in a post yes. MP thirty six yeah. world. Do you know what I mean? Of like, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, so yeah. The, the the levels have moved on, haven't they? The the the, the condition to it now, about it. Yeah, yeah exactly. But exactly. but this toy line set a standard. I remember Sideburn yeah. uh, Speedbreaker being like, "This is no toy. It should be like this. What? This isn't Transformers. Yeah. This is hundred percent. You know, this, too complex and now pick up sideburn is like this is fantastic this is so fun well there's muscle memory isn't there there's like yeah. side sideburn is one i think that it's the the waist twist the half waist yeah. twist is is done now intuitively by muscle memory because of so many years of just doing it da, da, mm. da, 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 da. there we go half waist twist there we go round there bend the arm around all of that whereas at the time it was like What's internal happened? screaming it was just yeah. it, it was incredible and the kibble of the wings just like yeah yeah, I think, I think a lot of these toys, like Magnus, have benefited from now being vintage toys because you look yeah. back at them in a different, you look at them in a completely different light to what you did then when then it was brand new. And it was like the same with Megatron. It was like, why is this? Like, I'm so used to picking up a Datsun or mm-hmm. yeah. G1 Optimus, those sort of toys and being able to just go. Whereas with these, it was, there was no, even with Beast Wars, you saw, because it's an animal, you knew where parts would have to end up. But with some of these, you were like, well, I can't figure this out at all. But when, mm-hmm. even when you did, it was just, Getting to that point, it was like, man, you'd seen the car, car brothers and Optimus Prime and what they could do articulation wise. And you got Ultra Magnus and he's just got these legs that don't really do anything. And then this really tiny upper body with wavy arms. And it's a shame because in the cartoon, that looks, he looks really cool. It mm. just doesn't, it's, it doesn't carry over to the toy. But again, looking back now, it's like, wow, that's a cool looking robot. He's another one that I think poses best in a static pose for me. Yeah, like yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, you know, just, just standing there looking rock solid cool mm-hmm. that's all he needs to do i think as soon as you try and articulate the legs the 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 issues and the proportions kind of become yeah. a little bit more obvious it's got one of the coolest weapons as well it's so yeah. fun to go through all the different permutations of the way that gun can be on his left shoulder right shoulder underslung overslung on his back it's just it's brilliant and the, even the little yeah. laser sight that pops up is brilliant no, laser two sight is cool. serious rockets yeah, and one of his one of his greatest strengths is also one of his biggest weaknesses. When you were back then, which is the combined form, which is mm. fantastic. But the first time you transformed that toy, then it was so confusing with all those extra yes. parts. You know the way his the his arms, yeah, with the hands because they unfold and it's you're like, what? Well, I'm not sure which way it's going. And I remember that at the time it was like internal screaming again. Like, ah, I just can't get, I can't wrap my head around it at the time. Whereas now it'd be like it's we're so conditioned to it with more mm. complex toys. Definitely, it's not. I hundred percent think that's true. I particularly not having Optimus at the time, so never making the combined mode at the time. Just having Magnus. I remember the the red bits confused me. So yeah. the bits yeah. that fold up from the sides to become yeah. Omega Prime shoulder pads or whatever. Right. That I was like, what is this about? You know, and it you, equally with combines combiners uh, for for want of a better term, combiners. Um, at the time you weren't really used to having so much of it being integrated really were you i mean even like the combiners that they'd had in beast wars they that had been a thing but that, that was just two of them uh you know but from g1 you would have had add-on fists and things like that and all kinds of other clubber so seeing all those bits 
just there in the transformation was was mad. Um, I, I remember it did throw me for a loop at the time, but that vehicle I, mode is yeah, sublime. it's timeless. spectacular, yeah. utterly spectacular. It's always been attractive, always been like I'd love to get my hands on that, and then it was I love to photograph it, and and now as um as an adult collector who has come to Omega Prime, you know, just a year ago. I had the instruction sheet all laid out on the two robots and I found it really easy to follow because there's just been so much other guff since then <laughs> that has set a new bar in frustration yeah. and incomprehensible instructions that this was actually extremely fun right up until the last moment where I had to flip over yeah, his head and I it's a shame. broke it. But that's a past memory now. It's been fixed, you know, so it's... Um, it's brilliant. I, I love it, and I love how it looks yeah. as super mode. Really reminds me of that uh, fans hobby naval commander. Just the whole Armada Prime super mode thing. It's definitely a thing, and it really starts here nicely. Oh man, they could do an amazing Omega Prime if they wanted to. They could do a, a real thing. Oh, with the that. fans hobby lobby are back. Yeah, here we go. Here you know we what? Go. If, that, um, if that fan <laughs> poll for MP23 had turned out differently, oh man, we had got on a masterpiece Superfire convoy. I mean, things could have been very different. It would have um, changed the masterpiece line considerably. Mm-hmm. I think. I think, in a way, the fact that Star Saber was still G one mm-hmm. meant that it could kind of be a one and done thing. Do you know what I mean? Whereas I think if it had been a Car Robots release or, or you know, some of the others as well, maybe. Uh, but I think particularly the the Superfire Convoy, it, it would have been a real uh, a real change. Is, I think today it, Star Saber would never have won that poll today. I think Power Master Prime would have won that poll today. Maybe or Jinrai, God Jinrai, maybe. Do you think something like R.I.D. Prime would benefit from a Masterpiece line? I was thinking about this earlier. Like, was something I wanted to bring up is I look at that toy and it's it's so close to perfect. Where I think it just needs like a an ankle tilt, you know, like yeah. tiny little Same bits. Same as JRX. Like, All it needs is an ankle tilt. Mm. Whereas something like a Masterpiece or if a Pokemon feels like it would have to be so different. And I don't know if it would be the... If it needs it, if that makes sense. Like, I don't think they would just add the tiny bits it needs. Yeah, it's what we've said before, isn't it, about the fact that because those original toys are so show accurate, that actually yeah. new versions, what are they going to do, really? And they're already super articulated. So it's it's very difficult to know. I think it is just that bit of additional engineering, isn't it, that just yeah. means that, um, to, I don't know, to me it could be almost like the difference between Siege Prime and the three zero version, you know, in that they look the same. They both emulate the cartoon, or rather, the cartoon emulates the one, or whatever. But, but still, you get more articulation in the other, and it makes it a different prospect. And the finish is better, and everything else. So maybe there's that aspect to it. And I, I think there still would be a lot of appetite to see some of those car robots designs, given masterpiece treatment or new generations toys or whatever. Um, but I think if it was generations, I'd personally rather see them just do something new with it. You know, make him a fire truck, have all the right cues there. So you're like, okay, yes, this is Car Robots, Superfire Convoy, or RID Optimus, or whatever, but just give it a bit of new flavor yeah, as well. They kind of went halfway there with that Magnus recently, didn't they? Where his truck mode is a kind of a callback to, mm. and yet it is not even 50% as attractive as God Magnus or RID Ultra Magnus's vehicle mode. It just doesn't, uh, doesn't compel you to play with it in that fashion that. RID one does doesn't hold a car either. That's kind of a does it not? Oh my no. god! That for me is just the best thing about RID mm. Magnus is just seeing it with the three brothers on the back is just sublime, absolutely sublime. And the and the fold down ramp and everything, it's as joyous as G one Ultra Magnus was yep. back in nineteen eighty yeah. whatever. Do you know what I mean? It's it's 
as good as that. Uh, if anything, because of the sort of relative um, look at the car modes and how great they are and whatever, I'd say maybe even more of a thrill. I don't know. Like it's it, it's it's a real collecting highlight for me, that vehicle mode. And Godfire Convoy is just majestic. Yeah, it's pretty good. As, as combined prime modes go, I do really mm. like it. So uh, yeah, big old sword, which is super satisfying. Yeah. Shame it's so hard to get it with the sword, but of course now with the reissue you can you can get that. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I do. I have the the massive sword with the reissue. It is mad how many of those vintage Godfire Convoy gift sets from Toys R Us Japan are yellowed. They're just it's virtually impossible to find one where the clear plastic hasn't yellowed on the Magnus. Yeah, I think it's because so many of them are water damaged. All the boxes are wrecked, water damaged mm. boxes, and it must have come from a big batch where they were in stock and damaged. I'd love to see one that's not yellowed today though, and I just I haven't seen one. Well, fingers crossed. Uh, you know, I have one. I have one in my possession already, as you know, which which I think actually I would say is a little bit yellowed, but it's it's a real tough one because um, in some lights you look at it and honestly it looks absolutely fine. You know, like you you would think it is not yellowed, but then in other lights, uh, and actually in the room I'm in now, it looks more yellowed than in like yeah. my living room, for example. It's just one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the longest time, I kept like looking at it, going, "Is it yellowed? Is it not yellowed? Is it yellowed?" But it was always that kind of nagging doubt. Yeah. Um, and so I do have <laughs> I do have another one on the way. Why not? Of that uh, I'm aware. Yes, I know you know, and uh, and and quietly confident that this one is going to be. It's better. It's going to be better. better yeah. I looked um, at that and I thought, look, no water damage on the box. Yeah. And lo and behold, the Magnus inside was it less looks, yellow looks, than looks I've clear. ever seen one. Yeah. I, I think it's just, it's when you compare it to stuff like some of the clear spy changes and things like yeah. that, you can see there's just that slight, you know, difference. Even if it doesn't look yellow as such, when you look at it in isolation, you could almost convince yourself it's fine. But um, it's just when you compare it with those spy changes, it's it's sort of a bit more obvious, maybe. So we'll mm. we'll see how the new one goes. But fingers crossed, and then I'll I'll move the other one on pretty quickly. The Transformers will return after these messages. Okay, well, it's that time of the episode where we're going to talk about our sponsors. Are we at the midway point? I don't even think we know at this point. <laughs> we're just kind of <laughs> so engrossed in the old car robots chatter. But let's have a look at our sponsors all the same. So, of course, first up, we've got tfsource.com. Uh, we've got tons of Transformers uh, and third-party toys up there. Uh, so as ever, we're going to take a quick look at their website and just see what's up for pre-order or what's in stock and uh, maybe catching our fancy. Uh, I don't know about you, gents, but have you seen what's in new arrivals there? Yes, I was just waiting for you to say it. Right. So there is the old, uh, what's it called? MPL01B Sharpshooter Black version. It's the old uh, Banana Force, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And, um, well, it's it's a car robot's black oh, yeah. convoy. And they also... MP, it was O as well, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, those guys. That's, that's the most important thing, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's it's a non-transformable toy, but it does look pretty nice. Would that catch your attention? Maybe only because it's called Banana Force. Yeah, what a name. This toy looks great. I don't know if you've seen uh, John Strong's Boastful Manfish. His yeah. photos of the red version just look spectacular. I, I kind of like the black so one pretty. Yeah. because it's, mm. I mean, they're really showing it off in the photos and some of the gold and paint applications look amazing. But just, I don't know, it might be my only chance to ever own a black. That's what black I'm thinking. One. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And of course, it's got all the bells and whistles when it comes to posability. So 
Yeah, it's quite a lot me. going for it, really. It's almost like the perfect thing to translate into this kind of collectible, isn't it? Right. Yeah. I, I, in a funny way, I don't need it to transform either. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's fine that it doesn't um, with that kind of collectible, in my opinion. So, But it is aimed at a very specific niche in the market, though. It's like a very certain type of collector that would be interested in that particular color of that particular character when it doesn't transform and at that price point. It's really specific. Yeah. People who listen to Triple Takeover. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. May have found their niche in that one. So, But what else has caught your eyes on, the, on old TFSource.com? His tank Megatron. Ah, uh, right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Just come up, hasn't it? So you're going to get that one, Liam? Probably. It's, it's a bit expensive, but it just it's such a great idea. I can't believe it's taken what, this Megatron long. What, Megatron wearing a G.I. Joe coat? Yeah. You know. Robots get cold too. It's you know. man in tank. He's man in tank. He's man in tank. I love What's it. The, I, I think it is great. I've, I've seen this debate back and forth so much in the last week or so about is it good or not. And honestly, I think it looks I think it looks good. I don't mind that it's like a shell former. It doesn't bother me at all. But I actually quite like that it's um, it's Megatron emerging from the tank almost. I don't know. It works for me. It has that like early 2000 style to it. It's only like the uh, the sort of comics it came from, wasn't it? Was it Devil's yeah. Due? It's got that vibe. It just it looks like a cool toy. It looks like a fun G.I. Joe toy, you know, quite simple. It doesn't look like it's overly complex or anything like that. Definitely. You say it looks Great. like Megatron coming out of the tank. Doesn't it remind you of all those videos you've seen of kids who sort of get cardboard outfits of Bumblebee and they're like sitting <laughs> on the pavement and then they stand up and they surprise. <laughs> I mean, maybe a bit. Yeah, but so i don't know it just looks yeah none of this is to its detriment that's just the energy from it or an exploding baked potato he's got that kind of there was a really cool uh black digibash of it which did look great yeah it was really nice i shared it because i think it it, it really did look awesome so you know all credit and uh but that said i I like the g1 take i like that it's sort of a very g1 megatron coming out of the tank um it's a gi joe figure in it like i feel like this baroness yeah I feel like this is the part people seem to weirdly have overlooked about this toy is that it seats a three, three quarter inch figure. It's yeah. fantastic. That's just cool. It's super cool. I'm well into yeah. it, man. I'm well into it. I hope they do more. Yeah, definitely. I, I will be there for all of it if they do. That's what I'm going to say. I'm not a big G.I. Joe guy, but I do love some of the vehicles and all of that. And I think the figures themselves are super cool. Um, Jetfire Sky Striker. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. That would be amazing. Or a Starscream one, you know, whatever. Yeah. So be well up for that. Maz, what's caught your eye? Now, I went into the depths of the menus on TF Source and I found Ooh. the. Uh, now, what is this? I'll get the name right of this. It's the Optimus Prime versus Megatron Classic set, the Transformers Platinum Edition. And obviously, I, I shared pictures of old Nerf Megatron from 2006 recently. And uh, both of us, I think, I discovered it on Wiki and you discovered it on Twitter that there yes. is a clear red version of the Classics Megatron from the Platinum set which kind of looks a bit funny in robot mode, but in gun mode, it's just this clear red pistol and it looks incredible. And the Prime has got a whole bunch of clear parts on it as well. And they've got that in stock. And I just think there is going to come a point where I can't resist this clear red Megatron. So I've looked into their archives a little bit and and that's definitely the thing on the site that I'd be most likely to purchase. Oh man, yeah. I've just seen that as well. That's like, ooh, do you know what I mean? Definitely, uh, Definitely a tempting thing. You know, if I don't fall down the reboost and masterpiece train bot hole first. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Just so, teetering on the edge for the last couple of months now. Get a reboost, man. What can I say? It's, it's definitely, definitely on, on the cards. 
definitely I have a the vintage Red Die Clone. I know reboost. It would be lovely to put next to it. You you would love it. Like I'm not even not doubting that at all. You know, it looks you, great. You, you would love it. You would love everything about it. I'm sure. So it's just a, a beautiful toy to behold. Wonderfully finished. Super fun to art, you know pose and articulate and all of that kind of stuff. You would love it. So total total recommend. Uh, well, I think for me, there's a couple of items actually. The old um, three zero. I've been on it. You know, made no bones about. It. I'm a real on a real three zero kick of late. And the uh, the new Optimus that they've just re- unveiled. The um, uh, what was it? The last night Optimus that's up there. That just looks amazing to me. I'm super into that. Uh, but also, there's a couple of things like the uh, Unique Toys Megatron uh, that's just come up for pre order as well. Uh, dead into that. I've just got the, there's an alien attack version that's just come out that I've just got in hand. So I'm interested to see how that unique toys version compares as well. So definitely a couple of bits there for me um, that are exciting from TF Source. So uh, so that's them. That's tfsource.com. Want to check them out for all your transformers and third party needs. Uh, and let's move on and take a look at gearforgeeks.co.uk, uh, who, as we said earlier, is a UK spa- UK based supplier. Uh, and they do all kinds, actually, not just Transformers. They do Mask. They do He-Man. So just looking on their, the start of their website, they've got a couple of uh, He-Man bits and bobs there, uh, which you can see already. Uh, but they do also have a lot of the, the kind of current generations, generation select stuff in stock. So they've got Black Zarek there, uh, which looks pretty exciting. They've got uh, Lego, uh, all kinds of different stuff. But they also have then a secondhand um section as well don't they so what have you guys picked out there oh mate it's it's just sitting there right in front of you it's <laughs> the lego piano no <laughs> <laughs> it's rid magnus for 17.99 missing oh, some parts insane. rid prime for 24.99 and then another rid prime for like 39.99 these aren't going to be here by the time the episode airs like right and then next to it you've got animated blitzwing and then Takara Micro Change Wind Charger on the same page. I, I saw it's, that little Micro Change Wind Charger. I was like, "Wow, that's super cool!" And it's it's yeah, not a bad price really, considering no, not f- uh, for a Micro Change, really? right? No way, exactly. that is a steal. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm impressed. But I think the the car robot stuff, the RAD stuff that these got up as well, the the two primes and the Magnus, hmm. that is also like an incredible price for those. Uh, you like, know, the you Magnus could assemble it, an Omega Prime for pittance. Right. Literally eighteen pounds for Magnus. Uh, mm. it, it needs to be bought. Honestly, Liam, you should get in on that. Then. <laughs> Maybe, as we may have discussed. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm looking. At, I'm looking at the Ram Man, the Master of the Universe Ram Man. I don't know if you've seen these, the Master of the Universe origins. I think. We oh, spoke are, about are you not looking at crocodiles with ass guns this week? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> but no, then this week I'm on Ram Man. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so is it is it RID for you, Maz? Is that where your head's at? Uh, it's that or the micro change wind charger. Yeah, I mean, do you have that? Do you have that wind charger? I have a Juice to Diaclone version of it, but that's just a pre-rub transformer. It's just a G1 wind charger with an Autobot sticker on a Diaclone card. But no, I don't have it. And if you look at that chest sticker, it's the one from the box art. So mm. it's uh, it's beautiful. It's really nice. It's an exclusive chest sticker that you only get with the micro change version, which is also a slightly lighter red than a lot of versions of that toy. I just can't believe it's just sitting there, $69.99. I mean, mm. if you don't know what these go for, uh, vintage Takara minibots, piece of history right there. First ever wind charger toy, absolute piece of history. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, hopefully enough to tempt someone. So I'm kind of into that animated Blitzwing, to be honest. I don't know. What it's, it's a toy. Al- It's always been a toy that's intrigued me. Um, I think I have handled it once, many, many, many years ago, 
um, and uh, you know of, of all the animated toys that I had at the time or whatever. I, I think I did handle it once. But yeah, I don't know. There's a number of animated toys I've been looking at recently thinking, maybe. And if you see the character in the cartoon, you will not be able to resist that toy any further. I've seen the cartoon. I've seen the cartoon so you several know. times over. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. It's very memorable. Um, so yeah, and that's that's always been part of the appeal as well, is, you know, with those toys. But uh, yeah, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. So uh, anyway, that is gearforgeeks.co.uk. And yeah, as we say, they're up there right now. Whether they'll still be there by the time this episode airs, I don't know. But there are, uh, if Liam hasn't bought the Magnus, you can see. <laughs> but there is a, a you know, RID uh, Magnus and uh, and two primes up there for an amazing price. So a microchange wind charger. And a microchange wind charger. On the same page. On the same page. Uh, so yeah, go and check them out. Gearforgeeks.co.uk and, uh, and tfsource.com. Oh, before we move on. Oh, go on. Superfire Convoy, RID Optimus Prime, has a little seat on the old ladder, which is about Diaclone driver size, wouldn't you say? It's a nice little connection. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. The history yeah, yeah. of Transformers. Yes. and That's true. We're on yeah, yeah. This week. You're just throwing that into the sponsor segment there. There you go. Right. <laughs> just dropping that there. <laughs> just uh, dropping the old knowledge bombs. Yes, it is about the same size. Yes, absolutely. Anyway, that is Gears of Geeks. Gales well with Asgons. Right, right. I'm moving on now. It's gearforgeeks.co.uk and tfsource.com. There we go. Check them out. We now return to the Transformers. Okay, so let's get back into it. And although we're quite far into this episode already, we should really talk about the three brothers, shouldn't we? Because they are uh, very much the kind of signature, well, a signature part of this line. They're like some of the most unique toys and uh, I, I don't know about you guys, but just kind of before we really get into the toys themselves, I always think that part of that and the fact that they're remembered so distinctly with this line is because those characters and those alt modes and everything have never been done again since. Would you say that's fair? What you mean, like uh, just what Sideburn or Speedbreaker, Prowl, that right. particular Prowl and... Yeah, Explorer. that particular Prowl. Like they're, they're very particular to this line, aren't yeah. they? Whereas they're, they're, they're three obviously... Three brothers, yeah, we've never seen that again. Yeah, exactly. That's guys, kind of yeah. what I mean. Like they, they, I don't know, to me, they're always synonymous with this. Like there are other Ultra Magnuses, there are other Primes, there are other Megatrons. Um, yeah, even Skybite has popped up again in Cyberverse and things like that. Whereas th- these three guys, they're not the only ones, of course, rail racer and things, but they they really feel like... We had the MicroMaster rail racer, didn't we, with the little yeah. rail spike and the rapid run. and the... That's true. So we kind of got that. That's true. But I, and there have been little like homages towards you know Sideburn or Speedbreaker yeah. since and things like that. But I don't know, that, that toy in particular, uh, Sideburn, just feels like the absolute poster boy of this line for me. It's like mm-hmm. the ultimate car robot RID toy. Yeah. The, the, these toys are all about access. It's access to this line at this price point. It's access to cars as Transformers for people who maybe didn't experience that growing up but uh, were into Transformers from Beast Wars. Now they get this, unless obviously they bought Machine Wars. And then it's access for people like me to Beast Wars technology through alt modes that I wanted. Yeah. And that's exactly what those toys felt like. It was an absolute revelation to see Transformers that could pose this way, transform this way, but then turn into street-accurate car modes, which are gorgeous. Yeah, and they, they really are gorgeous. I remember the first time I saw them on a shelf, uh, in, again in Wolves, just seeing those cars for the first time, like seeing Prowl. It was so striking seeing that Lamborghini mm-hmm. and just seeing Transformers as cars. Just, it's just fantastic. Yeah, and not and, just any cars, but like you said, a Dodge Viper, Lamborghini Diablo, they were they were stunning. And I still get that feeling when I see these toys in package. I'm taken back to that moment in Forbidden Planet when I saw them for the first time. 
but it also feels like the last time like a mainline toy line like this did actual real vehicles, didn't it? Yeah. Because since then, like generation uh, stuff, there's always very alternators. <laughs> oh, but mainline, okay, You're right. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, you I consider mean, alternators mainline. mainline because the price point they were at, they were like twenty dollars in stores. Yep. Yeah, but they're not targeted at kids, were they? I mean, like this is like a kids' toy line, isn't it? That's what I mean. This, whereas this is, the, I think this is the last time we saw actual car lights. I mean, we saw that Netflix Bumblebee, but in general, they're all fictionalized vehicle modes now, aren't they? Even yeah, unless were... you count movie toys. Oh yeah, movie toys. Actually, yeah, movie toys. I there are some movie movie toys. Yeah, I know what you mean. This is this is a thing on its own. Yeah, yeah. It does feel distinct somehow. There's a level of kind of accuracy to them and, and presentation of them that feels a little bit distinct. Yeah, and they're complex, but not. Okay, at the time, I found Sideburn to be frustratingly complex, but it was, a like you say, a watershed for complexity for toys for me. But nowadays, it's an absolute pleasure, and people are still discovering things about what those toys can do because they're basically deluxe class transformers, and they have loads of features. Yeah. Stored, stored weapons, which are car parts. I mean, just recently, you and me discovered the fact that you can actually lay Prowl's roof flat against his back i i, I couldn't believe by, it honestly by doing the hinge in the hole and it's like whoa that's yeah, so yeah. intricate I, I couldn't believe that that just changed it was like a little nuance you know it's a tiny thing but it changes so much on that toy yeah. um and kind of how you think of it just the fact that the whole kind of back section clips in better mm-hmm. and uh I, I was astounded to have never known that it really threw me for a loop honestly and all the different places you can put the weapons. Like yeah. his weapons go on his arm as a double blaster, or they can go on the spoiler, or they can go on the light bar. It's just it's fantastic how playable these really small toys are. But without being covered in loads of portholes and things like that. Yes. Like, you know. It, it's got that kind of clever intent to it, but still just really sleek design. I don't know. That's a really good point about those portholes. I mean, that's something that Arms Micron was savage for that, you know. With uh, I'm thinking of the white wheel jack arms micron with you could put the the thing on top of the hood, but it just had this gaping yeah. hole on it. So yeah, it really is clever the way it achieves that. Yeah, it's super good, and the the car modes are just spectacular. I mean, I yeah. I still now if I line up those guys for photographs or whatever, they're some of my favourite toys to take picture of in car mode. Um, you know, more in a way, or, or certainly on a par with like uh, masterpiece or anything like that. Because honestly, like I think. Actually, even kind of the size of them, you can put them next to some of the masterpiece cars, and they're not far off in terms of what they're trying to achieve or anything like that. Like how realistic they are to the actual cars, things like that. They're they're just superb from every angle. Opening doors, opening yeah, hood, absolutely amazing. All three of them, absolutely love them, hmm. and uh, and just such idiosyncratic designs as well. Just the way that they transform. In a way, I think that Makala Prowl is the most accessible of the three. Um, yeah. just because he feels the most traditional like it's the mm-hmm. it's the least um it's the most symmetric design uh looks the most traditional in his robot form uh in some ways uh and i, and I think he's kind of the easiest one to get along with generally whereas yeah, if you don't break the hinge on the door well, first time you open it de- clear definitely. plastic hinge just yeah. went on mine straight out the package last year and i think my super prowl that super repaint of prowl yeah it's, it's gorgeous me it's gorgeous. What a step up. One of the most beautiful repaints ever. Because it's the Streets of Rage police car. It's yeah. amazing, it that it. little tidbit. It's just amazing. It was when we were talking about it, and I was like looking at the pictures of it again, and I was, I was saying, I've always thought that's what it was, but then it's amazing how it lines up. Like Every detail pretty much is exactly the same. And it's like, wow, whoever designed this, obviously you played that game, and that's where it comes from. That's and it's incredible. just a 
beautiful, beautiful colours. Can you imagine the dude designing this or painting up and listening to Yuzo Koshiro music on his headphones (laughs) from Streets of Rage 2? Can you imagine when he got the first painted prototype rolling around and it just goes vroom (laughs) the sound effect from the game when he calls it. Amazing, amazing. All all three of those super versions are so nice. Like I I waver a lot. Yeah, the the wild ride is superb, honestly, with all the all the decals and everything. I, I waver a lot on uh, sideburn as to which one is nicer, the blue or the red. I really struggle yeah. um, mm. with that. Like, uh, it's it's one where I don't think I could legit say I'll keep this version over the other because they're both so nice. Uh, maybe the red just ekes it. I don't know. But it's the gold. It's gold rims, man. Yeah, the gold rims are really nice. Yeah, the gold rims are really nice. And then uh, I love the fact with that between those two that then you get the three Kyodai version the clear version as well from that box set that that is halfway between the the two and i think that is amazing like when you so look it's got at the it, gold rims of the supers it's got um i actually can't remember if the rims are gold or not i'll have yeah, to they are, they're gold they, they are gold right I, I was gonna say i was trying to remember from from memory or not whether they were but uh yeah it's 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 sort of like a like a combined deco if, a deco if you want because it's obviously meant to be uh from the show like when he's transforming between the two modes if you like and it only happens once i think from memory I think in the I, cartoon yeah i have one memory of it yeah um i think it's when they're in the desert or whatever but uh yeah it's very brief but you can see that uh like if you look at it that there are elements of blue on there but there are elements of the red as well so like on the flames it's got the blue outline um but then ultimately it's the red color scheme kind of underneath it so mm. um it's it's absolutely stunning in hand stunning I, I completely believe it i love how this line just unashamedly put everything in clear plastic because yeah. yes you you'll never escape all the comments like oh well that'll shatter well, you know what it's been 20 years and it hasn't yeah. yeah so but you know then you get these absolutely glorious looking exclusives that are so lush and those super car repaints i love that they're so intertwined into the story like you can't have god magnus or right. ultra magnus out without getting the super colors yeah. of the cars out yeah well this this is it and the, the, they just sort of flick between them don't they in the show so readily uh and it's such a cool way that they do it as well the way that they change color um so in in a way it would be uh easier you know if they just change color permanently and mm. you'd just be like you know they're, they're now red forevermore or whatever but the fact that they actually flick back and forth between the two colors uh, just makes it all the more essential, in my opinion. It's, it's, you can't just have the one and not the other. So I'm pretty sure by the time this episode's finished, I'm going to have bought the blue and white prowl. Do it, man. Honestly, it's it's a timeless classic. It's not obscenely expensive, and you know what? It it's so nice in that Hasbro packaging as well. Yeah, it's so pretty. I think um, I really like that the the Takara versions of Mark Alert don't have the Autobot symbol on the hood. I really like how clean it looks without it. It's something that's never bothered me, that Autobot symbol. I know I know people have, you know, sort of cried it or whatever without it, but um, I quite like it with. And man, those toys yeah. have been recolored since, haven't they? Yes, very much so. Some of them are good, actually. Yeah. Some of the, the recolors are really nice. Um, you know, there's some... Red alert look quite nice. Yeah, there's some that I would go to, to, to town on, honestly, like I would really kind of go to bat for, but uh, some of them are a bit more dubious, fair to say. But uh, they're not all bad by any means. They're, no, no, I'd, I'd love to have them all. I mean, what a beautiful trio of molds, and totally the, the the poster boys for this line. I think even more than Superfire Convoy. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would agree. When I think, when I think of this line, it's those toys. Yeah, they epitomise yeah. this line. Those Car Brothers. 
The one that is really nice, the recolors, is the uh, there's a universe sideburn, which is uh, gray with a red bumper. Um, I don't know if you've mm. seen that. The actual robot yeah. mode looks very similar to the super super mode, the the same colors, but it's it's got like a gray car mode, um, and it's I've got it, and it's it's really lovely in car mode in hand. It's one that you want to kind of keep in car mode, really, just because of how nice it is. Um, I'm, I'm just looking at X Brawn here. Um, Wild Ride is my version which is actually closer to the the Mercedes car mode that it's based on. And look how many car parts it has, like the little chrome grill thing at the front that's detachable, the the bars that become his weapons underneath yeah. the car mode, the opening door, the sunroof, the tire at the back, and it's all like super incorporated. You can almost forgive the fact that he has a massive swollen hand. Oh, yeah, it's, you just forgive the toy for that because it's so do. damn cool. It's part of his personality, isn't it? Mm. It's, a, it's a characterful thing. That's one of the things about these cars is they are asymmetrical, these robot modes. And yeah. It's so unique and interesting. You know, we're so used to symmetrical robot modes, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. You have to you have to steer into it a little bit, I think. Yeah. I think if you're going to look at, you know, Wild Ride is probably the ultimate example, X-Brawn, and think, no, that's not for me, then the, the toy line's not going to work for you. But uh, I, I think, think so, if you yeah. kind, of, kind of steer into it a little bit and just accept it for what it is, and you'll have great fun with it. So it's, it definitely was a robot mode that took me back a bit, I think, on first uh, viewing, mm. you know, first time I saw it. But uh, yeah, I love it now, definitely. They're so Japanese anime roboty of that time as well. Yeah, like, yeah really. Particularly are. in the head sculpts. And like, yeah, what head sculpts, man? When you look at Prowler, like he's got the head sculpt, but then he's got the uh, the exhaust going over his chest. That's you know, so cool. That, that bit flips up and slides it in. There. It's just stuff like that. The, those exhausts, that is one of the best little features. It's just absolutely incredible. So uh, there's always the bit on um, Wild Rider. The seat feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, you're right. The the seat feet. I love the seat feet. The seat feet are very cool. There's always the bit on uh, X-Brawn that everybody forgets, and I have forgotten in the past as well, is to fold the wheels forward, yeah. isn't it, on the legs? Yeah, yeah. It's very common. Twenty set. years I, have been making make, that mistake. Oh yeah, I always make, make that mistake. <laughs> Honestly, I, I I know there's some pictures of mine out there at the clear set where I forgot to do it. It's masterpiece sideswipe and his little fold down bits yeah. on the legs, isn't it? That, <laughs> it yeah, is. It's just like that yeah. that little added detail that you don't need to do, but yeah. ultimately, you know, it's not correct without it. So it is funny. Uh, and then actually, just thinking about Prowl, and uh, one thing that's quite weird is the little blast effect pieces that he comes with. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a bit of an unusual one, isn't it? No other toy has that from memory. That's actually, I made this mistake when we did our Classics episode. I said that Classics Hot Rod was the first toy that had a molded flame missile. You did say that. And it was actually this toy that had it first. And I'm realizing six years earlier, it's Mark Alert. Yeah. That had the molded uh, flame. And it's got that really weird launch mechanism with the big blob that you sort of press to yes. launch it friction it's isn't it rather than a spring yeah, yeah, I think exactly. you, you push it yeah super cool man super cool I love all three of those toys just cannot get enough of them yeah the uh, weapon storage is just mega on those yeah are you going to get a clear set Maz? 100% yes I am and I know the person I would like to buy it off as well he, I think he's just been kind enough to not sell them yet and, right uh, I hope when I have the funds I can just because he's got a non-yellowed set as well I've always loved that set and I remember when it was like 35 to 50 quid yeah, this whole line you could say that about yeah. well, JRX though has never been cheap. <laughs> like that's one that hasn't been super cheap. Oh, you know, apart from when I sold mine for seventeen pounds in the gift set box, but we're not <laughs> dwell on that for a fourth episode. Oh man, that's, I started uh, my auctions at one p and just let them go. Yeah, that's, uh, these toys have not always been popular. That's not good, is it? <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. 
I was going to say, I recall I the one that I brought from you years not later. being too expensive. but uh, Yeah, no, it was like 55 quid. Yeah, something like that. It, wasn't, it still wasn't pricey. No, and I asked the guy who bought it off me for 17 quid. Years later, I still remember it. I was like, hey, you know, is there any chance you'd sell that back to me? And he goes, yeah, I might sell it back to him, but I'd like 200 pounds. <laughs> I was like, all right, maybe not then. Fair enough. I mean, it is what it is, isn't it? The times change. Hmm. So yeah, that's the money you could get for it now. So. But yeah, no, JRX is amazing. Rail Race is amazing. Old toy is incredible. We've talked a lot about uh, that toy uh, yeah. on previous episodes, so I don't, I don't necessarily think we need to do a huge deep dive on it today. No. But uh, it is worth acknowledging just what yeah. a beautiful model. Our train minisode, we talked about it on there as well, didn't we? We did, we did. People want to hear more of our thoughts on it. Yeah, yeah. We that's have a true. minisode dedicated to train formers, and JRX definitely got some airtime. But Quite it's just yeah. nice to know that the way I remembered it from the times I've owned it, and I've got it again now, it hasn't diminished at all. It is every bit as wonderful as I remembered it to be. It's it's worth all the hype. It really is. It's one that whenever you pull it out now for a bit of, you know, like if you're doing a photograph of it or whatever, people go crazy for it. Yeah. They just absolutely love it. So, And if there is a legacy version or a future generations version of any kind, no doubt it'll be a popular mm-hmm. thing. I think again, like so many of the RID toys, How rather than they remakes, it, yeah. they need reissues, don't they? Yes, they, yeah. That's reissue more than anything. Would be a great yeah. shout. It would. It would be nice. It'd be nice if they found a way to keep the clear plastic but make it more durable. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be a, a beautiful thing. Uh, that's the only real, you know. I always uh, not as worried about clear plastic toys as maybe some people are, but it's it's been one in my collection that I am like starting to get a bit. About as time goes on, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just um, you can see there are little wear spots and things. Yeah, I have a combined set that I'll never decombine. That came straight out of a gift set box, and I'll always keep that as my combined GRX. But the I have a loose set as well, which is also car robots with clear plastic. Those go between the modes, and that's what they're for. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh yeah, God, you picked up like eight sets of it at one point. <laughs> I've, got just, <laughs> I've got these two. I've got a gift set one, and I got the individual packed version. I, I love the fact that they did them in two styles of packaging. And that's another thing you get with the car robots, the gift sets. You don't get that with, um, really, yeah. with R.I.D. You didn't get the trains in the gift set. You didn't get the Combaticons in the gift set. Oh, wait, but you did later with the repaints. It's just a funny old thing about, you know, talking to you regularly and obviously sharing, as we do, behind the scenes sometimes, like, oh, what have you bought recently or what have you got recently? And it'd be like, oh, yeah, I've got this new toy of this, that, and the other. And Liam's like, oh, I've got this new thing. And Maz is like, oh, yeah, I, I got another JRX. <laughs> and it's, it's like, <laughs> cool. Okay, another one. Great. Like, would you mind not buying a 150th mini spy and just get that toy you've been talking about for, <laughs> for like three years? Uh, it's good, man. We, we've all got our ways to collect, haven't we? So. Yeah. It was that one, of, I can't remember which one of the trains it was, and you were just like, someone's just selling them so cheap, and it seemed like you just kept buying them. Yeah. I've, I've only got... Okay, I know it's a ridiculous thing to say, but I do only have two of each. <laughs> I've got a box JRX gift set, and I've got the single pack version. Mm. But how many have you owned in your oh, life? Oh, that's a different like thing. A... <laughs> that's a different <laughs> might thing. Be, might anyway. be pushing it a bit more, uh, you know, a bit higher there. So. Probably something close to the actual stock of Japanese Shinkansen trains in the right. service. It would be or, or maybe you've owned as many... JRXs and rail races or whatever as Liam has passed up landfills (laughs) (laughs) every time he passes up a landfill I buy a JRX right exactly (laughs) between the two of you honestly what is going on so well let's talk about landfill because we need to enable Liam on it clearly more than we have Um, so good 
see Maz clenching his fists. <laughs> so good. I've left this toy for years and was like, how could it be as good as people say? I mean, look at that janky robot mode. What? What is it? And then it's a bizarre robot. Wedge is so irritating in the cartoon. So irritating. But man, these toys are top draw. Yeah. So fun. So pretty. Great to transform epic to combine and i just keep going between the configurations like at the moment i've got grimlock as the arms again but i'll have hightower as the arms by the end of the week it's you, so you fun. actually yeah you inspired me a little bit because i find that whenever i combine them and they do spend probably most of their time in combined mode but i do like the combining them and fiddling with them because they are fun um and i like the fact that there's kind of so much to do with them that actually you're never really done you know, you, you can kind of keep discovering new permutations or, you know, again, because they've got the kind of multiple possibilities of where to put some of the cranes and things like that. So it's it's sort of non, non-ending, really. But you did kind of inspire me to think maybe I won't kind of keep going back to the same combined mode configuration, you know, that there is uh, more ways to do it. I tend to always sort of sit on the one, um, but I'm going to I'm going to mix it up a bit. And, you know, I have considered getting another Hightower so that I can have a bit more symmetry, but have the the red, big, chunky arms. You know, th- the thing is, they're all really simple toys. Well, yes, they are. Like, w- like really simple. And no matter what configuration you have them in, it's really easy. Then you've got Grimlock, the green one. And his contortion to make the combined mode it actually defies memory. Like, I cannot yeah. do it from memory. No, I find transforming nice. Grimlock... Even getting Grimlock back into his vehicle mode is one that I find I'm like, how do these arms go? Do you know twist, what I mean? twist, flip, twist, twist, flip, click, yeah. twist, clip, twist, flip. There's it's no, mad. there's no obvious way that they're supposed to sit that <laughs> that is, you know, that would kind of aid the memory or whatever. It's just completely arbitrary. So yes, I find that similarly very difficult. Has to be said. It's like so. all of the engineering went into Grimlock, and yeah. then the rest are just blocks. Yeah, they're funny. It's a funny old but thing. That, that sure. connection mechanism. The, the three of them come together to make the background guy and then Wedge goes on top. It doesn't look like it could hold up the weight of this toy at all. I was surprised. Was like, the, fir- yeah. the first time I saw it in, in hand, I was like, ooh, what's this? Do you know what I mean? Is that going to, how's that going to work? It doesn't look like it's going to be very solid at all, but it really does the job. Beautiful toy. Fantastic, fun figure. So would you ever have any interest in like some of the, like the, the repaints and things, like the yellow recolor of that one? Or is that just a... I think you know the answer to that, don't you? <laughs> we'll get you there. Yeah, yeah, won't be long. And and the Devastator? Yep, why not? Why not? That's another beautiful colour set, that. Yeah, does look really good. When a toy is this good, why wouldn't you have it in other colours? I have the yellow one. It's really nice. And and, But again, the yellow one was, we keep saying it, don't we? But that was one that was going for, I mean, like 10 quid sealed at one stage. Mm. It was ridiculously cheap. Um, But I gather, Liam, that's no longer the case, right? (laughs) No, it's it's still quite cheap. Like I've seen it for like 20-something pounds. Right. But... It's one of those where the second you see it, it's gone by the time you go to press oh, the button. Okay, yeah. But also, would you want the show colours or would you want the yellow one? Yeah, I prefer the show colours because I love the... They're so saturated. They look like mm. chewits. Yes. Just like you really want to chew them. They've got... Yep. They look sweet. Uh, yeah. That's the thing this line does. It makes Transformers edible. <laughs> I mean, just look at the Just Go Spy Changes. It's Jolly mm. Ranchers. Exactly, a car. They are Jolly Ranchers, yeah. They're just yeah. edible. And like my, the clear orange wrecker hook that I photographed this week, that's just like iron brew as a truck. Yeah, it's iron brew lollipop. Yeah, yeah. The um, the Jesco Indie Heat has a real kind of toothpaste vibe to it. I think. 
<laughs> it's like minty fresh, you know. It's beautiful, beautiful. It really does. Yeah, and Liam, you know, it's, you should definitely pick up that landfill set. It's a shame that no one's ever linked you to one that yeah. was a really good price or anything like I that. Know. But, I mean, if you ever see one, feel free to let me know. Yeah. So no, well, no one has. So. Maybe if I see 12 of them. $22 sealed. <laughs> $22. That was the one I missed, wasn't it? Because I forgot about it. And also, can I just say, it wasn't a landfill. It was Build King in the <laughs> right. gift set it's box. It's true. It's true. It's just, it was listed at a bad time of day. It finished at a terrible time. Obviously, because you fell asleep and didn't see it. It's like, it was just <laughs> yeah. shocking. And I still needed one at that point. And I was like, I can't believe he hasn't bought it. I don't want to bloody bought it. You need it. to talk to Drunk Liam. Drunk Liam's the one yeah. that controls he's, the He's purse. the one who would have done yeah. it. Yeah. He's the one that bought the Black Zarek without even Drunk notifying Liam, the other lady. doesn't get on his phone, though. Yeah. That's yeah. the problem. That's the truth. In, in my defence, well, I mean, I don't really have a defence, but I'm probably going to end up buying that toy <laughs> by the time this episode is. Right. Do it, man. You'll have a, you'll have a blast with it. Yeah. I've, I've that... wanted it for eight, but it's just that, you know, you know me, I like to buy stuff and it arrive quick because I'm very yeah, impatient. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I mainly look at eBay UK because I know it'll be here. Within. You don't want it from America or Japan or whatever. But like, yeah. if you do buy it and it doesn't arrive quickly, being Liam, imagine all the other things you could occupy yourself with, like magic beans or chasing your tail <laughs> in the meantime. Yeah, and then suddenly one day it arrives. I, like, I won't. I it won't be point the greatest out, day. I won't point out that it could have arrived several times already <laughs> if he just bought the thing. No, that, I get that. That part, I get it's so it's so bad. It <laughs> oh, makes you no sense. Have a build kingdom by now. <laughs> it's that, you know, once I know it's on the way, I kind of like we're constantly like thinking about it. Uh, yeah, so, okay, like, yeah. I get that. I get yeah. that. So anyway, fantastic toy. Really excited for you to own it. One always day. check the cockpit on high tower for the gun. Yes, it's got a little gun that hides oh. away, doesn't it? And uh, yeah, I have mine. But how yeah, about those head sculpts as well? I didn't yeah. know. That the head sculpts for each one are based on the type of construction vehicle that they are. Didn't mm. know that. Mm, it's true. Yeah, it's kind of a similar-ish theme, isn't it, to some of the Micromaster combiners and things like that, where they kind of got the little hats on and things. It's a is a cool oh, thing. Him and Six Builder could hang out easily. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> sure, for sure. There also that line has amazing head sculpts. Like we didn't mention Ultra Magnus's. It's, it's, on Sony's it's amazing head sculpts, not mm. just great ones, but amazing knockout head sculpts all the way through. I will say, actually, Magnus, just as it's come back up, is one that the Encore version, again, is Mm -hmm. brilliant because it's got the actual kind of gold chrome on the the head crest and things, uh, and it is really striking. looks stunning. It's beautiful, yeah. With the darker blue and everything as well. It's really nice. Powermaster Optimus rolly bits on the side. Yeah, super cool. cool. And in the show, his head sculpt was beautifully animated. It looked like a really G1 face, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, the lovely character model. Right, well, do you want to talk about spy changes then? Are we going to move on to old spy changes at all? Or should we come back? Yeah, to we them? should mention the fact that, you know, they were in the line. Well, absolutely. Well, it's full disclosure, we are going to do an exclusive mini-sode on spy changes in more detail because we kind of feel like there's so much to talk about with these little guys. Actually, we just really kind of want to have the time dedicated yeah. to it. And one thing we do do with the mini-sode sometimes is that we will kind of veer off into kind of more, de- you know, like dedicated territory on a topic that we've done a kind of full episode on. Um, so, you know, if you are on Patreon, 
then you'll you'll be getting that soon. If you're not, it might be a little incentive to sign up. Wink, wink. But uh, we're definitely going to go into more detail on those. But it is a super cool gimmick. So, you know, talking top line, uh, I do love the fact that they brought those G2 molds back. Um, I love the fact that they did all new decos for them as well. I kind of feel like they could have just re-released the G2 toys as they were, but they they didn't. And um, Beautiful decos. Stunning. Absolutely stunning. So, I mean, Calvan is fantastic. Or old ox. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the Ironhide in yeah. Iron yeah. R.I.D. Parlance. Yes, indeed. It's it's confusing, isn't it? Keeping up with all the names, <laughs> definitely. So, yeah, he's, he's really, really I, good. I won't hear this nonsense that they have crap names in car robots. I love how crazy their names are. They're Eagle crazy. Killer. Cal- Counter, Counter Arrow. Arrow. Counter Arrow is a great name. And then Ox. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who thinks they've got crap names? Oh, you know, fans. Although the the one I dislike is Artfire. I've never liked that name on any toy. What a silly name for a toy. Artfire. It doesn't bother me it, at all. It's a it's a vicious painting. Art I who's, hate that name. Who's burning paintings? Where are you go? Artfire. <laughs> Goes around burning down museums. That's what he does. Yeah, exactly. That's his backstory. But Eagle it's Killer. What a yeah. Eagle Killer is a great name. But I love that you're like who you know? What's this deal with art fire? Oh, yeah. on fire! What? But then eagle killer. You're like, yeah, of course, that makes total sense. <laughs> Counter arrow. What a great <laughs> exactly. uh, you know, one guy's just called Wars. It's, yeah. it's, <laughs> just about as what on the nose as you can get. What's his yeah. name? What, who are you? Wars. What about X cars? What do we call this? Was well, an X on the hood? It's a car. Yeah. X car. X car. <laughs> What's his name? Wars. It's just <laughs> hilarious. Absolutely brilliant name to all of them. I love He's it. a beast. He is a beast. Yeah, it's, it's a great little set. They're fantastic toys. The only slight possible small little nitpick I might allow in their direction is that you can't do anything with the guns when they're in car mode, which is a shame. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. You stick the arm out and you plunk it. And I, I knew you were going to say because that. Because they do it in the show, don't they? Yeah, they do Attack do it mode. in the show. They do. Yeah, it's a bit of an omnibot thing, isn't it? I'm surprised you're Mask. talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, but no, I'm talking about like a bit of, it would be nice if they plugged into the top of the car or something, but then you'd have a little hole, yeah. so maybe not. But uh, but yeah, great little toys. Love and then you've got the Jusco exclusives, Jusco store exclusives, which come in this little black baggie. Don't tell you who's inside. Yeah, it's mad. But if you know how to feel your bag, then you, you know, there are, there are good things in Matt your future. New bag. I, I'm not even going to tell you. So I did a lot of bag fondling. Um, we made a whole thing of bag fondling, didn't we? There was we? a lot of bag fondling yeah. going on. Yeah. I mean, you and I... We did. I can confirm. You and I went, yes, you and I went on a bit of a joint mission, didn't we, to to acquire... Great uh, all success. All the, all the, the super... It was a fantastic success, buying blind bagged uh, spy changers. And then... Uh, but I tell you know what the funny one was, is I remember uh, I, was, I was on Messenger with you, kind of unveiling which ones they were and i was sat in an argos car park at about half eight in the morning <laughs> and i'd just been to pick them up from the delivery for the, they've been to the depot or whatever and um from from japan and i'd just gone to pick them up and I, um, argos wasn't open yet but i had to stop by and get a few couple of bits and uh, i was just sat in my car in the in the driver's seat just like no, obviously not driving, but just fondling these bags and texting you, going, "It's a wars, it's an eagle killer," <laughs> just like that, and uh, and and totting up how many we had. And I think we did really well, actually. Of all the ones we got, we we ended up with pretty much a complete set. I think you had two more to yeah, get. You completed your set, and, and I just needed yeah. two. I it think. was it, it worked out beautifully. Honestly, it was such a fun moment. The last one I needed was Ox, and a friend in Japan found one in a collector store, it, not mm. in Tokyo, but way out and um 
it was uh, offensively cheap because the store owner said these were super unpopular at the time. Yeah. Nobody wanted them. I remember. And, you know, they just stopped doing them. And so as a result, on the second-hand market there, and I'm not talking about online where they, they see collectors like us coming, just in just collector stores, they were just dirt, dirt cheap. Mm. And uh, they sell really fast to, to non-Japanese collectors, but they don't seem to have a whole lot of interest there. So, yeah, th- these Juscos are so beautiful. They're yeah. so pretty as a set. It's all clear, just glorious. And I mean, the normal colored ones are nice enough, but these are just totally stand out. I definitely enjoyed witnessing that whole saga of you two getting those toys without fun. knowing what was going on. <laughs> no, you seem concept like... of and then I almost ended up buying a set. You seem super confused by it at all times. We should actually distinguish here yeah, that, you know, in 2003 is when the super spy changes came out. So those were yes. like totally recolor blind box packs. And then there were clear version, chase versions of those, which are just all clear. with some it, it's, it's horrendously confusing. Actually, once you throw in the RID ones as well, and especially once you add in G2 GoBots on top of it, I mean, you, you at the risk of saying it and sounding like a total saddo, you, you need a spreadsheet or some way of documenting what is what and what you've collected because it is there is there's so many uh, molds that are repeated but slightly different versions and you've got mm-hmm. a clear, two clear versions in RID, you know, clear versions in car robots. It's all over the map in terms of... Some that come with a tin? Yeah, 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 tiny tins. Coffins. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's 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 just tremendously hard. Even now, like I know that I need three of the, the clear ones, um, the exclusives, but I, I, I would need to double check which three it is. Do you know what I mean? Because it's just impossible to kind of keep up with. But the um, the RID versions, I think, are really lovely as well. And I, I don't know, Maz, I think if you were to get oh, in on look, that, I've seen the clear green mirage, it's going to happen. Right. That, with that's the, with the number one on it, that's just, it's going to happen. Yeah, I sent you pictures, didn't I, when I went to visit my mum when I was found the old pieces of R.I.D. Ultra Magnus. There were spy changes, Mirage, and Ironhide mm. with all the paint gone, but they're they're still there. And yeah, just playing with them there. There's there's just fantastic little toys. Yeah, to they, you, know, you like can't put them down. Mini bots. Yeah, yeah, just like mini cars. Just so simple and fun. Okay, so <laughs> just one more Autobot to really kind of uh, talk through in great detail today and that is the biggest one of all of course <laughs> it's it's old brave maximus who's called fort maximus fortress maximus in the show uh, but the toy is brave maximus and uh what a thing i mean the the mere fact that this toy was repainted to such a degree and re-released as part of this line uh is just yeah. unprecedented as if this amazing. line didn't do enough yeah it brought back g1 fort max i know and actually to retail let's be honest uh, and i'm not just saying this but it's a nicer deco as well like it's you know a lot of people would say that but the the brave max version is in some ways the nicest one it's really close to the original diclone great robot base colors as well Mm, that's true actually not really considered that but uh mm. but you know i've had this on called fort max for like three years now and it only came out of the box properly this week this weekend that just went past and i was a little bit underwhelmed when i got it out i was like is this it then why am i not feeling the love for this toy that everyone in the fandom has always felt and you know it's stood there in robot mode with all the guns in the world pointing out massive sword looking super clean totally dull without stickers a color scheme that like you said doesn't match brave max and i thought maybe i don't need a brave max at all because it's massive it's expensive i've got a fort max here which has lived in a box for three years i can't understand why i don't love it 
then I thought, well, maybe I should transform it. And all I needed to do was add my daughter. And uh, <laughs> that was it. She just showed me so clearly why that toy is is a masterpiece. The look on her face when she realized it had an elevator. Mm, and it's I, just, a real, I watched her play with it. I was a like, real thing. All right, let me play now. You know, it was just <laughs> all right, it's wonderful. I, I will be buying a Brave Max in short order. Nice. Brave Max is, is cool, man. I mean, it's it's a shame it doesn't have the guns on the retail version um, and all of that, but doesn't. I've heard people say, oh, I didn't get it because it didn't have the guns. I think that's a shame because it, it yeah. doesn't detract that much from not having the guns. You know, it's still got tons of play value to it. Um, you know, it's still got enough going on. I mean, ultimately, he's still got massive guns in the, uh, you know, in his abs and in his arms and things like that. So Shins. Shins, yeah. I mean, it's not like he's short of guns uh, <laughs> or weaponry or of any kind. But it is it is spectacular. The color scheme is amazing. Um, I, I must admit, at the time when I got it, it was a total, like, whim purchase. Um, it was actually some dude that I had, I think it was through eBay, but I'd got, it was just an insane story. I mean, I got talking to this dude uh, and he was like, oh, I, I have this thing as well. This, um, uh, I don't know if you'll know it, this old like car robots, um, Brave Maximus. And I was like, yes, I'm very interested. How much <laughs> do you want for it? Classic 6 uh, He'd He'd taken it out of the box once, but he reckoned it was like 20 years ago or something, whatever it was. I mean, kind of actually been quite 20 at the time, but 15 years ago, maybe. And um, uh, and he he told me the price. I mean, it was just ridiculously cheap. Um, I mean, well under what you would get it for now. But the the deal was, was the only thing was is that it was about I forget maybe like a two hour drive or something like that. Because um, he didn't want to post it, he was adamant he wasn't going to post it. So I had to drive and pick it up. Um, so I did just got in the car and went and drove. But he was like in the middle of nowhere. This house, honestly, he lived with his dad. Six O in people's houses and getting great tools. <laughs> it was mad. Classic. Tale as old as time. Yeah, I was chatting with his dad for a bit as well. I remember he's a nice, nice oh, guy. Six O really and people's dads. It's just tale as <laughs> old as time. It was a fun day. It was a fun day. I remember just driving around down little, you know, these little country lanes that you drive down where it's wide enough for one car, and then just occasionally another car comes. Six O and country lanes, man. It's yeah, just, man. Yeah, I'm done. Now. It's my thing. <laughs> Anyway, I came home with a, a Brave Max and loved it ever since. And he's brilliant. And the, the big thing with it is, is the city mode, when you transform it, it's got lots of lovely little paint applications and things to look like city lights. So all mm. the bits on Fort Max, which I do love Fort Max, uh, and I do love Grand Max, but it, it it really shows it off nicely on Brave Max. And stickers pre-applied, of course. Yes, all pre-applied. So straight out of the box, you can just get crack on with it. Uh, but just the colours are so nice. The blue's really saturated. The red's really saturated. It's got the green oh, uh, kind of little... Synthwave Max, man. It's yeah. It's so pretty. It's it's another one of the, the black just sets it off all yeah. amazingly. It's another of those colour schemes that actually really should not work, but it's beautiful. Yep. Which I think Transformers yeah. does well. But you know, in the promo photography, it was actually G1 Colours Fort Max that they used. I found this uh, ad for car robots early on. Oh, I didn't know and, that. And uh, it's the car robots line, the Autobots, but it's G1 Fortress Maximus. That's so weird. In, in G1 colors. So that, I thought, well, I've, I've, kind of, I've got that toy, so maybe I don't need the brave one. But I've come to realize in the space of a weekend that that's just not going to cut it. <laughs> so you're going to have two Maxes in your well, collection? Well, you know, I like to make things difficult for myself. So I'm actually going to see if I can find a lucky draw version with the accessories. <laughs> Bloody hell. You're going to go for it, son. And I don't care if it takes me two years to pay it off. That's what I'd like Fair to enough. Have. Yeah, why, why not? I know people who own it. So Yeah, you know. I was going to say, it's not impossible. You've set your sights high with the, the rest of the line, haven't you, in terms of you know 
and it's been worth it. It's been worth want. waiting for the version I wanted, apart from Gigatron. That was yeah. a terrible idea. <laughs> but part of the fun is in the collecting, isn't it? And then getting the version that you really want. So the discovery, yeah. discovering certain differences between the toys that I'd never seen anyone talk about. Like, okay, it wasn't a great discovery to find out that Indy had a bent up rear wing on everything, but no one's said anything about it for decades. Or finding out that the little top part of Magnus, you can, if you look at the cab, immediately you can tell if it's car robots or or RID because of the color. Mm. And you know, little things like that are why I collect. I think the big thing uh, about Max for me that really is exciting about it is how accurate, again, it is in the cartoon. Mm. Because it was thrilling seeing G1 Fort Max in yeah. Rebirth, but it was a total fudge in terms of how it was represented. I mean, when you see him transforming, it's just literally bits morphing almost. For, and and the really none of the alt modes, you know, there's guns everywhere and none of it looks like the actual toy particularly. Do you know what I mean? The The robot mode, yes, but everything else going on with it, you know, is just made up. And um, and that's fine. It works in the rebirth. I, I do enjoy that scene, as brief as it is. But the way that Max is, to the point where they take account of, you know, the, the actual kind of headmaster um, and the emissary, as they call it, isn't it? The the, right. the Cerebros and um, the middle bit. And, uh, you know, the way that they kind of figure out all of that and that they just make it super toy accurate in how it transforms and everything. Uh, it's, it's enjoyable beyond belief to kind of see it. I remember seeing it in uh, another world. They had the, you know, they had it imported in and it's one of the first times that I'd come across a toy where I couldn't afford it, you know, at that age. Yeah. Like a toy that was genuinely out of my reach because it wasn't only money to spend on big toys like that, but it was the first time seeing a genuinely big toy that I wanted that was just far too expensive at the time. What was that, 2002? Something like that. Yeah. But just... It's the first time I'd ever seen Fort Max uh, outside of like. It's a moment, or, isn't it? It's a moment. Yeah. So it was the first time I actually seen a toy like that. And like, I just remember the box and just being like, "Wow." Yeah. Thing. And of course, they tried to release it for Hasbro, but it it wouldn't pass the safety tests, would it? I think it was the drop yeah. test. That's drop the classic. Test. That's the, story, that's the legend, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. So, which is a shame, but it's it's crazy that it came out, you know, from Takara at all. Uh, and as I say, that they did it in different colours. I'm so pleased that they did do it in different yeah. colours. It it's a great thing to exist. A shame. Yeah, and I think for a while, I mean, we haven't really talked about Sonicong too much, but like the Korean releases are almost identical, or they yeah. are identical to the Japanese yeah, yeah. releases. So there's a Sonicong version of Brave Max as well, and for a while that was that was the way to go. Mm. Yeah, for sure. So, $80 for some people. It's it's just a beautiful thing. It's honestly like a real standout. I am pleased that you're going to go for it and that you've kind of found your your love with Yeah, yeah. with Fort Max, you know, and that that you'll, you know, track one down a brave and everything. Because I don't know, I, it's not a perfect toy by any means, but it is there is something about it. It's got a presence to it and it is a piece of history and particularly in this line, it's just insane that they it was of all the things they could have ported right. over. I mean, Metroplex probably would have been easier, you know, but they went for Fort Max and it's just so outlandish and such a statement. And because of the line is so small as well, it stands out all the more for well, it. That's uh, what this line does. It, it's Transformers Greatest Hits. Yeah, it really it's is. the biggest, yeah. the tiniest, the, the middle ground, the Beast Wars, the G2. The stuff you the, never had before, the, the stuff that was never released. Yes, is, exactly. is, you know, yeah, In Transformers year. Greatest Hits. That's a great way to describe it. Absolutely, I love that. So it's, it's in one year, mm. and it was twenty years ago. 
let yeah, I know. Let's uh, let's move on then and just kind of finish up with some of the um, the other car robots bits. And obviously, we're moving into Decepticon territory. Um, and you know, we've kind of we talked about uh, you know Megatron and that mold um, and and Maz's passionate dislike, <laughs> which is a shame, <laughs> but I understand it. Uh, we've talked a bit about Skybite, of course. Um, you know, and then the the, the rest of it. Uh, is all I mean they're all repaints ultimately, but done really nicely. Uh do you see yourself Maz getting the, the other little predicons? The three well, Man in Frog, Man in Skunk, and Man in Squirrel. Yeah, Man in Flying Squirrel, yeah. Man in... Yes, I do actually, yeah. I would yeah. like them. Just to be able to say that I've tried them. Yeah, exactly. Skybite definitely made me think that I could enjoy those because Skybite's terrific. They are really nicely done in hand. Like the paint is lovely. The you know the, they've got the same wow factor. I think up close of like very pretty toys. Um, they're a little bit more kind of quirky and offbeat or whatever. But again, they match the show really nicely. So um, I wonder if you'll you'll how you'll get on with them. So I think they're fun. Well, I've been looking for those toys and they're quite difficult to find. I was looking for the RID versions. Three pack. Did they just come? In? Yeah, it was a box set, wasn't it? Mm. But they're they're really hard to find. I think it's actually yeah. easy to find the car robots. Versions. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, I think the three pack is harder to find, actually. Um, yeah. you, you may find it easier to just get the, the Takara versions. I would do it, man. Honestly, they're, they're lovely little things. I'd quite like to. They look like cool toys and they're fun characters in the show. They've just got so much personality and life. Left laser. Look <laughs> at you two getting in on the Beast Wars action, eh? It's, uh, it's I own a Beast Wars mold now. It's all right when it's R.I.D. It's not <laughs> right. Beast Gobbins. <laughs> It's been packaged properly. Yeah. All right. It's proper Transformers. Yeah. Look, it's the difference between a product leak and an official convention. <laughs> oh, it don't get into that. Again, <laughs> honestly. So, how, how did you first see these toys, Mass? Uh, at the bottom <laughs> of a carrier bag, mate. <laughs> it was an official carrier bag too. There, there was some worry on social media that we were going to have replaced Liam for this episode. <laughs> but you will note that it is actual real Liam, and you know, yeah, we haven't. We haven't yeah, done just a. Real uh, Liam. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. We haven't done a roadie on him and just uh, <laughs> <laughs> swapped out the actor or whatever. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm still here. Anyway, moving on. So we do need to talk a bit about Black Convoy, don't we, or Scourge? Because. It's it's Woof. another toy, yeah. Well, it's another toy that is, and another character that is so synonymous with this line. And I think if you were to ask people what's a cool character from R.I.D. two thousand one, inevitably Scourge would come up. I guess because the, that's a character that has sort of then permeated much more in other areas of Transformers, hasn't it? The name just, Scourge. He always turns up, doesn't he? Right, black exactly. convoys, and I think this is probably the best repaint in the line. Uh, from a previous line, of, you mean? Of all of them, like Brave Max or... I mean, Skybite's pretty fabulous. I was going to uh, say, there are some real heavy hitters. That's a, that's a bold claim. I, I think it's going to be this one. On yeah. looks alone, it's just... That uh, shiny trailer. Gosh, yes. Even the grill pink and windows, the pink... Man. Yeah, the pink windows of the Takara version and the pink sword yeah. is just magnificent. Okay, the electrics are gone, but, you know, it's still glorious. It's never bothered me about the electrics no. not being there, to be fair. I've never... I, I don't know, maybe just because I was familiar with the G2 version already, it was not like a big thing to be like, oh, there's no electrics here. It's fine. So This is one of the best-looking toys ever made. Yeah, see, when I got Scourge back in the day for the first time, I didn't, I'd never had G2 Optimus Prime, so I didn't know there were electrics. 
And it was quite funny when I got G Torch Prime, uh, was it last week or the week before? And then I pressed it and the lights, everything lit up. And it just amused me. I was like, oh my God, I, I'd never even thought of this. Do you think it's a real shame then that uh, Scourge and Black Convoy don't have them now that you've experienced it? No, no, because I've en- I enjoyed those toys so much that it, I wouldn't even think, you know, like that. It's a shame or anything like that. Because it was just, it was a great toy on its own. But think about light up neon pink he could have. All over, yeah, all over. I do like the light up headlights. That that actually like genuinely like the light piping. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is really cool. But you know, again, the the sword does a good job even without the light up gimmick. Mm-hmm. To be fair, it catches the light really nicely. I do love his his pink. It's the vehicle um, lights. Yeah, lights on the truck. That's cool. That is really cool. That the Hasbro version is a bit different, isn't it? It's more kind of darker shade. It's not quite so hot yeah. pink. No, it's red. I think it's yeah. red. Yeah, so, it's red. It's, it's red. And the Decepticon logo is the way round, isn't it? Yeah. Well. Actually, it's got a Decepticon logo on like the side of the cab, whereas Takara One doesn't. It has upside down G two logos yeah. on the shoulders, which is mad and wicked. Yeah, it's cool. It. But uh, yeah, what, what a fantastic toy! And the play value in that trailer is is off the charts. What I really like about the trailer is that, of course, on the original Laser Prime, you know, you've got that amazing. Uh, artwork on the side of it which yeah. is just so in your face and just like you know here's Optimus Prime with a flamethrower of all things you know it's just screw you Greenpeace yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's, it's just there's just something so unabashed about it and then he blames it on Octane <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but then here they've, they've got the opposite in that it's um I don't know it's it, it's sort of almost understated except for the fact that it's just like completely covered in chrome and the the they could have just gone with like another you know big sticker or something like that but i actually like the fact that they kept it quite simple and sort of more real world i guess it really kind of works for it and it makes to me it makes scourge or black convoy seem a little bit more evil by comparison yes, yeah. you know because he's a sinister. bit more a bit more sinister yeah like it's he's completely sort of understated and can like slip into uh, you know, into disguise or whatever. I really like that about him, and he's amazing on the show. Yeah, yeah. That that animation model in movement is just incredible to behold. And man, again, I'd love to just reach into the TV and pull it out. It's that cool. Mm-hmm. That head sculpt, it's so pretty in that perfect cartoon. The way it transforms and everything, isn't it? Mm. And just like the head pops up and the shoulders come down and everything. It's just amazing. So, yeah. uh, a definite toy that I love. Do you think they'll do a, a legacy repaint? They, oh yeah, they must do yeah. right. Like they're going to. No question. Yeah, for sure. But I do think I know I mentioned this. I think previously, but I do think that legacy toy. It looks nice, but the original. The things I don't want to be one of those people that's like, oh, the original so much better. Yeah, you know I mean, I, I actually kind of tried to not be that very purposely. But in this case, I just cannot see how that new trailer compares to the original. It's just it looks like it's really pared down. Um, and this is one thing that I do think I used it as an example the other the other day in an article about how sometimes when they try and imitate gimmicks on new toys when the original gimmick was so good, it's almost like they should have just done something slightly different with it because it just looks like a bit of a pale comparison somehow. And yeah. I, I don't know, it's just the fact that there's so much play value loaded into that trailer and it works so well. Uh, I mean, it's it's at the time when G two was like one of the most gimmick laden toys of all time. And it's it's you know it still works exceptionally well on Black Convoy. So no, absolutely, and it's it's one of those where if you can't include those gimmicks, do something different. That's do it. New. They could have done Gimmick their own thing. Yeah, personally, yeah. But I think that legacy one. I think it looks all right. It's not. What would you have asked them to do with, with the trailer if not those gimmicks? 
It was like sort of come apart as bones and attached to prime, like a crazy <laughs> no, fossilizer truck. Maybe an armor yes. thing. It could have been. It could have been great as a as a piece of like as, I don't know armor that assembles into something. Give it a super mode. It could have had more guns inside there or rockets or whatever. But I don't know. A truck from mask. Yeah, right. there's loads that they could have done with it. Yeah. it. It just looks like they've sort of approximated the original, but stripped it of some of the gimmicks. You know, so it kind of ends up looking like a sort of nod to it but not really like the real thing i don't know it's it's a unique complaint it's not a big thing for me at all i'm like you know i still think the the new version does look cool um it's just maybe because the original is so good yeah there's a difference between an update and an imitation isn't there right and that looks it. a lot like it's like a cut price version of that not in necessarily a bad way because it, it looks fine for what it is but when you've got the original to compare it to and it's so it's so attempting to be that is that, that's very it obvious where there's stuff that's missing. That's it for me. I think if you're going to reference something so closely, make yeah. it better than what there already is or or do something different. That's all I'm yeah. kind of getting at with that, I think. It's, <laughs> Imagine it's, if they'd made it better than the original. That would have been a moment in time for the hobby, wouldn't it? Well, I would have loved to have seen it. Do you know what they should have done is turned it into a like battle suit or something, you know, like, um, yeah. like Power Mash Rockman's Prime, something like that. Armor oh, that would have been fun. I think someone did that. Was it Make Toys or someone did that years ago? I'm not sure actually. What with like the yeah. Battle Tanker mode? Uh, it was Battle Tanker. That's yeah. what it was called, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, hate to bring it up again, but I mean, Fans Hobby did a pretty good job with Arch Enemy in its trailer. It right. maintained all the fun features, and it was Chrome, and it was massive, and it was. Just... Are they sponsoring us? And I don't know. Really, so. <laughs> <laughs> they just do good toys, man. What can you right. say? Yeah. They do toys. That's the main thing. They do yes. toys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. well, that's a good example, actually, because they updated that trailer. And do you know when they, when they first came out, and they did the they did uh, Arch Enemy, wasn't it? It's was called. Yep. They did the uh, Scourge Black Convoy. And it didn't come with the trailer. Beautiful. Yeah, it's really nice. And and I thought at the time, okay, they haven't done the trailer. I know they did, but fine. They haven't done the trailer. And actually, it's fine because the the toy itself is so good, so really nice. Doesn't move, doesn't need the trailer. And the trailer would be kind of, would it be any good anyway? And then they did the trailer. And my God, they went to town on it. And that's what I'm mm-hmm. saying is that they, they just absolutely loaded it to the brim with gimmicks and not all of it is a complete replication of what the original does that's yeah, the yeah. thing you know it's got the the kind of gun that comes off that he can hold in two hands and stuff like that which is unique to what fans hobby have done and they they didn't hold back at all and you can see that they really were like yeah. how can we make kind this of super fun price point would a mainline toy have to have to yeah. be able to do stuff like that though True. With a modern day laser prime. That's the consideration, isn't it? That's the, That's the thing. thing. If it was commander class, like Rodimus, I mean, you'd kind of be getting close to the kind of gimmickry that it would be required mm. to match the, the original, which just makes it mad that we ever got that toy in the first place. I guess that's the thing, isn't it? And then again, you know, car robots, yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe that's the point to acknowledge is, is not that, um, you know, w- what are the shortcomings of, of any potential new toy or whatever, but actually how lucky were we that we got the original at the time which maybe we shouldn't have done you know because it really is quite exceptional yeah imagine walking into smith's today and seeing rid scourge on the shelf a toy that looks like that all chrome trailer massive truck fantastic colors laden with gimmicks that chonky of a toy i mean we did get the all clear year of the something um laser prime in Toys R Us not so long ago. Uh, but I don't know, I feel like that didn't land very well and uh, it wasn't a moment for everyone to rush and get 
that maybe because R.I.D. Scourge wasn't that hard to get at the time, it wasn't very far from that in, in history. I don't know, but it just seems like an era ago, and you'd never get a toy like that in Toys R Us now. Mm. Or, well, no, because there is no Toys R Us, but <laughs> it's myth. That fate seemed to be for pretty much all of those year of the whatever toys, mm. in it? Like the, mm. the MP10 repaint was just discounted repeatedly. The Omega Supreme, all those sort of things were always... Yeah. Heavily discounted and although people love the MP10 one, the year of the horse yeah. one, they they love that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's got you know, I think for a lot of people because they couldn't get the regular MP10, yeah. Or yeah. Hasbro Masterpiece Optimus Prime or whatever. That was like if only they'd done MP10. more versions of MP10 for people to be able to buy, huh? There aren't enough. That's what I keep saying. Like it's <laughs> it's it's a one man crusade. Very much more shoes. Me banging yeah. the drum. I mean, more where fruit. are those other trainer decos? Right? Yeah. Like, come on, Takaratomi. Pump them out. I'm, I'm ready and waiting. That's what I'm saying. That's the Reebok, Reebok pump version. Oh, yes. Man. I see now if they do a Reebok pump version, Twilight. There we go. I can have the uh, the uh, uh, air rocket feature, you know, from the That's G2 it. Prime trailer. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> the little Reebok pump. You've just designed the world's best crossover. <laughs> You're welcome, Hasbro. Right, well, obviously we've been spending a fair bit of time on the Takara line, which, let's be fair, is kind of the main focus here. Uh, Yeah, because those are the kind of common toys that everybody thinks of, all the new molds, everything. But there is a lot more in, as we said, in the R.I.D., portion of of it as well you know a lot of extra toys so it's worth just kind of rattling through uh, some of those uh i mean there are just so many to kind of pick up on but some really weird ones as well uh and actually i've quite enjoyed going through some of them but uh you know there's stuff like the the three pack of beast machines uh lads you know the, the was it night cruise mirage gt and scavenger uh I, I take it maz this is the kind of stuff that would never particularly appeal to you right i don't know I mean, I'm all for discovering <laughs> lines that, you know, fall into these gaps in history. I mean, Megabolt Megatron might be something I that's a cool probably one. have to pick up. I mean, because that's just mental, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's so mental. And the, that's a weird one for me because obviously it's a, it's very clearly a Beast Machines design. And um, are you aware of the reference with the big head? Do you know what it's all about? I might have read about it because Raz owns the resin prototype, but it does right. actually fit on Fort Max, doesn't it? It it's does. Like a compatible head for Max. Yeah. So in the Beast Machines cartoon, Megatron builds himself this massive fortress, if you like, that is supposed to be like his, you know, new body or whatever. But it's it's a gigantic, like city size floating head um, that looks like the alt mode of this, but with this has legs to it, you know, like little spider legs, whereas that's just like a big floating head. And it's in the cartoon and everything. And they obviously designed this toy, never released it, and then it comes out in R.I.D. And it's totally <laughs> mad because why have they put it out here? <laughs> you know what I mean? It doesn't fit at all. Uh, but they just released it as Megabolt. or oh, sorry, Megatron Megabolt. Um, but they also did the Megabolt version. So there are two versions of it. Uh, and it's the Megatron Megabolt that is the sort of colors that you would more kind of expect because it's like grays and blues and things like that and yes it does fit on top of brave max um, which is which is mad. absolutely insane honestly of course well maybe we should also mention that perfect effect did a brave max colored repaint of warden which also yeah. fits brave max that's true actually i've not thought of that in a while but i've never held that held that toy even but uh, i've seen pictures of it, it does look cool 
It's great. I used to own Perfect Effect Warden. It was a it was a special figure. So yeah, old Megabolt and Megatron Megabolt. I mean, it, it's weird that they even gave them similar names and everything, but uh, Megabolt, to the, which is kind of like, I don't know if you've seen pictures of it, but it's like a really weird um, green and blue. Uh, I don't have that one, actually. I might have to... I don't know for completeness' sakes or whatever. I might have to go in on it eventually, but uh, it's it's a it's a fun mold. It's got to say it's a couple of loose joints, but uh, but still fun. Uh, they then had the the hero molds from Generation Two, so you got Destructicon Scourge and uh, and Destructicon Bludgeon, uh, which is really weird. Um, so this is these were the kind of combat hero Megatron and Optimus. Uh, which which we had had obviously under different names, but then they repackaged them for RID in new color schemes. And uh, this is a weird set because actually the Megatron uh, into Bludgeon is really nice. Like I really like it. It's actually in some ways sort of my maybe my preferred version. I'd totally buy that Destruction Scourge. Destruction uh, well, the, Scourge. the Scourge I'd one. Totally buy that. Yeah, I used to have it. I love that toy. It was beautiful. It's it's got you know it's not I will say the scourge you can kind of tell that the mold has degraded a little bit do you know what I mean like it basis the versus the G two version uh, it's got a couple of issues or whatever but it is still really really nice uh, really to fun say. to pose as well it's just a really poseable toy yeah that's actually one those two that air compressed gimmick that is one that my son goes nuts for like he loves yeah. it just like literally slamming it and having the thing fly off or whatever I remember. Uh, my wife, him and me, absolutely killing ourselves laughing on the kitchen table one afternoon when we were like playing with it and everything. And he just loves it. Absolutely loves it. So Kids yeah. like toys with gimmicks. Who would have thought, eh? Right, exactly. I think that was my first uh, encounter with that mold, you know, the Destructicon Scourge. I don't think I knew there was a uh, Combat Hero Optimus Prime before that. So Right. That's interesting. So. So. so yeah, when I first bought that, I thought that was its own toy. I could tell there the Optimus Prime but. Uh, theme, but I thought that was just a Scourge thing yeah. at that time. It's kind of weird that they, because uh, they actually did three Scourge toys, if you like, didn't they, in, mm. in R.I.D., because there's the little spy changer as well, of course. Yeah, Perfect for Brave Max's little compartment, eh? He, he is, that's where mine lives, in, in the little um, sort of bluey-green compartment. Yeah, he lives in there, so it's really nice. Uh, but yeah, they did those guys. They then did Dreadwind and Smoke Jumper, which were repaints mm-hmm. of the Generation Two toys. Uh, mm. The the Dreadwing from there, and uh, they're really nice. I only got them relatively recently, actually. Those two, but I love those molds anyway. Didn't uh, Liam got them recently? Didn't he? I was going to say, I did. Yeah, yeah, you got them as well, didn't you, Liam? I, I thought you yeah. had. Yeah. Rec- recommend. Yeah, yeah, they're really nice. The um the missiles fall off the wings constantly because they've got like a carpet bomb, mm. so you just push them down, but. Trying to peg them in is really difficult because they just the other ones constantly fall out as you go in. But yeah, fantastic mold. I'm so glad I got those. Had you uh, had the mold before? Uh, no, so it was brand new to me. Right. Well, Maz, have this, you this, ever? This, no, but I'm just thinking this whole movement, CR and RID, is perfect for experiencing special legendary molds. Yes, but not the the vintage first releases of them. It's like this line Definitely. would have been. It's just like I said, it's just the greatest hits. It's, it's just carries on being that, like bringing the best of Transformers into it. I agree. I, I love those molds anyway, those two. I mean, I had the G2 versions back in the day in the 90s. I had already had the Beast Wars Seconds version as well. And the, the green ones, the RID ones, are really, really nice. And um, I just love it. Absolutely love it. The little jet, uh, Smoke Jumper, is such a, a unique transformation. Mm-hmm. I say unique, actually. It's funny because then they modeled. 
uh, I think it's the Energon Starscream after him, although it's a different mold. Um, but it's it's really cool how it transforms. It's it, for a toy that size, Maz. I reckon you'd love it, mate. Honestly, like it's the the particularly the smaller mold is just so bizarre, um, but fantastic and super yeah. articulated. It's really fun. But you're right there. What you're saying, like for me, this line is a way into so many toys that you know, so many obscure toys because it's not like G1 Megatron or G1 Optimus that you see. It's the G2 toys that yeah you know are less prevalent and people are less aware of. So they get their own life in this toy line as well. They sort of exist on their own, but they're also great ways to experience those molds. That's into- yeah, I think that's exactly it. So and of course, like the the ruination, the the Bruticus, it had that thing where you could combine all of the guns, and that's the mold they use for Encore G1 that's Bruticus. Very true. Which yeah, is that's very true. A lovely thing. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely true. I still, you know, sometimes I think, oh, should I get a ruination as well as a, um, a you know, a Baldigus? I have Baldigus. Um, but it's just funny how they did such a different deco on it, isn't it? I wonder why they did that. It's true, because it's not so accurate either, and then they did the urban camo and then the desert camo. How many versions are there? Hasbro did three versions, right? Three versions, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just those three. Uh, although the... the um, Which one is it? The Not the urban one. The urban one is the grey one, yep. and then you've got the, the kind of desert camo, if you like. The yep. desert camo actually wasn't R.I.D., that's universe, right. because there is, there's, a, there's actually a bit of crossover with some of the stuff. You could still say it's R.I.D., and I think that's acceptable. No, no one but, less um, toy to need to buy is... Right. Great. Not yeah, definitely. <laughs> there, well, if it helps, there is a lot of stuff that falls under universe that could be considered R.I.D. Some of the uh, speed car brother repaints, right? Exactly, yeah, yeah. are universe. Uh, some of the the spy changer repaints are universe, mm-hmm. um, but you know get thrown in with R.I.D. as well. So, but there is a distinct line that you can make if you wish to. Um, I I would make that line. Like I would never go after the the desert one, but the urban one is one I've been searching for for ages. I've missed out on a couple of listings of that. Uh, you've then got the uh, Sideways and Exa set that we mentioned earlier, which were the um, they were in G two these two, um, but uh, yeah, really really bizarre um, sort of repaints, uh, and they look pretty cool. I've actually got those on the way. Finally, uh, I finally decided to pick them up, but they were the Laser Cycles yeah. uh, in Generation Two, and yeah, they were going to be re released as um, uh, Soundwave and Jazz, I think it was originally, um, but they found new life in RID and. That one I think is really bizarre, but you know, kind of fun to see them again, uh, and that's kind of cool. And then I think you get into the really weird stuff, which as I mentioned earlier, but Cryotech for me is just so strange. Just seeing a blue Transmetal Two Megatron, um, but I love that it's become a real staple repaint of every future Transmetal Two Megatron toy as well. Yeah. Uh, so to the point now where I have, um, you know, I have the originals in both colours. I have the uh, two different third-party versions uh, of both colours as well, and that's another one that my boy is slightly obsessed about, all the dragons and everything. So You know, you talking about Crytek reminds me of um, a certain feeling in the fandom at the time when that and uh, Axra and Sideways came out. I remember I was mostly in vintage circles, and there was a, a part of the fandom that was really excited about those rid repaints coming Mm. out and i remember a a bunch of us myself included in the more vintage collecting circles were just bemused by the excitement for these and just it was so far removed from what transformers looked like for us it was just a case of you know what is today's big deal oh it's sideways and axa look how excited they're getting over that what what's happening it was one of those moments where it felt like 
parts of the community were really divided from each other and almost disconnected and what they were enthusiastic about. So there was definitely not a community-wide enthusiasm for some of the stuff that was coming out in our no, ideas. No, it's like totally ignorable. But time changes all things, you know. And, it does. Uh, it just put me in mind of that. Crytek was a really good example of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, probably Crytek more in a funny way because actually, at least with Sideways and Exa, they were G2 molds, you know. So mm. you're talking about those toys being very closely released after uh, after G1. I mean, the, the original toys came in 1995, I think. So, you know, you, you, it could have almost been G1 toys, really, although they've got a very G2 vibe to them, uh, whereas Crytek is is quite clearly a beast. But again, this design. was also a time when G1, to most vintage collectors, kind of ended around 1986 and 7. True. It's a lot more of a recent thing that a majority of G1 collectors look at the entire whole right up to 1992 and embrace it as a whole thing there. It used to be a lot more uh, segmented than that for, for certain types of enthusiasts. That's a fair point. It's a fair point. So, Yeah, Crytek, I think, is beautiful. That was actually one of the toys that I uh, first experienced as the repaint. You know, it wasn't until much more recently that I got an actual Transmetal 2 Megatron. So I loved that blue version for years. Really, really loved it. So I wonder if, do you think Liam ever got that Storm Jet he was after? Yeah, <laughs> I was going to ask. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for that one to come up. Yeah. Uh, no, it's still on my list of things to someday buy that I have not bought. So what do you see in that one? Fun. What's the desire from that one from? Because it's, it's a really nice use of the Jetfire deco on something weird and just strange it's got this you know because it's that beast machines uh what comment his name Jetstorm. that guy yeah is uh <laughs> that one yeah and that was always one of the toys i liked from beast machines so i was seeing it in that deco it's a, great it's just a cool looking space fighter jet it's a great toy is I, I really like it i really like the mold i had the beast machines version back in the day yeah there was a couple of them in um in rid actually that mold because there was also g-axis as well which is the orange one um, which I have now. Uh, I don't have the Storm Jet, but uh, the Jexus one is really nice. Uh, obviously named after the Generation 2 character, rather weirdly. The orange is why the Generations one is orange. Right. Okay, yeah, it probably is. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, they really were just kind of throwing everything at it at this point. So there was also, actually, I forgot to mention, there was Bruticus, uh, bizarrely, alongside uh, you know Ruination and everything. There was a Bruticus toy, but it was, um, it was an ex-Beast Machines uh, design, uh, that's a really weird thing. Maz, you're not going to get on with that, I don't think. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm just telling you now, I can't see you finding a love for that. It's a weird old thing. It's a weird old thing. It's um, it's like a three-headed dog. Fantastic. Sounds like one of Megatron's modes. Does it turn to a hand? Uh, doesn't turn into a hand. It turns into a robot. It's got several faces. What's it, what's it called? Bruticus. R.I.D. 2001 Bruticus. What is that? <laughs> right, there you go. I remember when this came out. I, I recognize the card. Yeah, you're yeah, not going to uh, be into it, mate. Honestly, like, there's no way that you will like that that's... toy. Wow. <laughs> okay. That that might push the envelope for you. I, I don't know where the top or the bottom is on that thing. What's what am I, what am I looking at? It's yeah, it's hard. It's to know. like a futuristic car mode. Of Megatron, but it's got legs. Oh no, there are the other legs. It's got back yeah, legs. Yeah, it's got multiple legs. Yeah, it does have legs. But then the the robot mode faces and everything is just um, a strange old thing. 
This is not a toy I will buy in the near future. <laughs> I would love it if you do one day. I would absolutely love to be a fly on the wall as you're unpacking oh, it. And you're they just really like, did huh? chuck everything at this toy line, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. So this was an unreleased. I mean, this is, you know, Beast Machines got pretty weird um, in, in some cases. And this was never released in Beast Machines. This was like a toy that they determined didn't need to be released. And then they <laughs> but, chucked it in. R.I.D. <laughs> they were like, well, here we go. It's greatest hits. <laughs> And Bruticus, uh, but no, I, I kind of, I don't know. It's an if ugly. This thing. is greatest hits, and this, this is a B side, mate. That's, right, yeah. It's an ugly old thing. I'm not going to lie. It's a toy that is. Is it fun? Do I like it? I don't know, man. I, I don't really know what to think of it. Do you know what I mean? I've never done any pictures of it. Let's get it for Liam. Yeah. <laughs> birthday present. Yeah, I'd love it. Crazy weird three headed Ghostbusters dog. It's it's an entirely unique transformer. Let's put it that way. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And you've got to kind of admire it for that. Uh, if nothing else but yeah that's the thing uh, and then really kind of the rest of the line is all made up of odds and sods it's like air attack optimus primal which is another beast machines toy that was never released at the time um but you know since been encored as well funnily mm. enough um so actually we said there was only one encore toy uh but technically this counts as well um but uh yeah that's that's a really weird one because it's so clearly uh, Beast Machines Optimus Primal. It's even painted like the show model. It's the most cartoon ac- accurate um, version of Beast Machines Optimus Primal that there is, and yet it was released in R.I.D. So just a, a a weird one, totally. Do you know, I think it's things like this that really made car robots more attractive for me as a line to collect. I get Because that. I think I... I wouldn't have been able to stop at the show characters. I would have started to bleed into repaints of show characters because I like the molds and I just wanted different colors. But then at some point I would have had to ignore a whole bunch of the line. And, and I am a completist to, at heart. And I think it would have been hard for me to enthusiastically go after these. Like I've got Car Robots Gigatron and, and I probably will get the three Beast Wars stooges, but I'll I'll like them as novelties knowing that I don't have an entire range of toys i wouldn't naturally go for to buy so i like them as part of car robots and just it's a much more contained line and i seem to be more willing to chase a weird store exclusive in a baggie that costs a lot than to go after figures like that because they came under the rid banner i I find it hard to align them with what i think of when i think of car robots and robots in disguise i think that's entirely fair probably a lot of uh, show influence and, and bias there yeah, they, they do push the. I mean, look, clearly, stuff like Air Attack Optimus Primal is not really an RID toy. You know, like it's no. not even that they've repainted it. Um, to be honest, even stuff like Megatron, Megabolt, and things like that, they're, they're not. They're just Beast Machines designs. They're just stuff that they had lying mm. around, and they were like, hey, whack this out, you know? And, and people bought it and liked it because they liked Beast Machines, maybe, or whatever. Yeah. So, but you, you could argue spy changes are the same thing, you know? True. Like the the unused mold spy changes, things like Daytonas and, and stuff like that, I guess is. Well, that's the thing. I was going to say there are loads of great little spy changer See, molds. That the Dayton- I want. Yeah, the Daytonas mold is super cool, and I do think with spy changes. I mean, with spy changes, you you could just do that with RID. You could just say I'll pick and choose the bits that I like, hmm. and, um, and I think and ultimately it comes down to the fact that I like robots that turn into cars. Yeah, that's fine. That's all right. We all got our might have, some, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Might have something to do with it. You know? That's that's the running joke with this line that I love. You know that bit at the end of um, what is it in uh, not the the uh, that bit in Suicide Squad where they go. So that's it, huh? We're some kind of Suicide Squad. 
And that's how, that's how I always kind of imagine this line of like, well, that's it. Huh? We're some kind of car robots. You know, it's, it's just got that ring to it. It's so funny. Uh, but yeah, you you can just pick and choose a little bit. Do you know what I mean? That's absolutely fine. I mean, maybe it helps that some of those weird ones like Air Attack Optimus Primal and whatever are um, store exclusives themselves. You know, that was a Toys R Us exclusive. So you could just kind of, I don't know, maybe your brain can work some logic in there somehow. So it wouldn't have to work very hard. Yeah. <laughs> just don't buy the toys you don't want. Yeah, <laughs> don't buy toys you don't, don't want. Don't buy toys you don't want. It's that simple. Do you that is the takeaway here. Yeah, definitely. You don't have to get the whole line. So just get the stuff that looks cool. So I want to do our usual quick-fire questions at the end of a, like a big featured toy line episode. So Liam, if you were going to recommend one toy from... Car robots or robots in disguise to get someone interested in the line. Which one would you recommend? Oh, uh, probably Prowl. I think uh, Optimus is the obvious one, hmm. but he feels like a, a slightly later toy to get. But I'd probably go with one of the Car Brothers, probably Prowl, because it's just solid choice. Classic Transformers, and meets new Transformers. Everything about it is wonderful like that. What about you, Sixo? I was going to say maybe Sideburn, actually, just because. I feel like if you can get past sideburn and you're still on board, you're going to be fine. You know, it's like it, it is a, it is a a step in terms of transformation, maybe. Although not so much with later toys, whatever. But I feel like if you can embrace sideburn and you're you're all in, you're going to be fine. The rest, of it's the got line. an elegance to it. You yeah, know? definitely. It's, it's not tear your hair out, limbs in every direction, sort of what's happened. You know, how do I get away from this? It, it's elegant. Yeah, but. Second on the list would be Prowl, <laughs> you know, or Sideburn. It, those car brothers are so central to this line. I wouldn't even say Superfire Convoy because I have a feeling that, that a certain type of person might be turned off by that, you know, by the mass parts forming and that sort of super robot vibe. But then they'd absolutely love everything else the line has to offer. Mm. The, the car brothers fit very snugly into a lot of places, yeah. don't they? Because they're small, but they're very familiar to current toys, deluxe, like you yeah. said earlier, they've got that vibe. It's absolutely welcome to the year 2000 for Transformers, yeah. is what they say, those car brothers. They're, they're a perfect crossover, because when you look at Prowl, for example, it just looks like a classic Transformer. And then when you turn it into a robot, it's, it's a completely new type of Transformer. So if you can, yep. if you do that, and then you get, like Six said, you get on board there, yep. then you get to Superfire Convoy. Yep. And on top of that, they are very prominent show characters, which just has the added cool for making you love them. And bloody fun. Ultra Magnus! I'm in trouble! I'll be right there! Okay, well, ultimately, I think that's going to... Uh, we're going to leave it there with the R.I.D. and Car Robots chatter. Uh, I mean, we have been quite thorough, I think it's fair to say. I mean, this is the longest episode that we've done to date, but we really did want to kind of get in under the skin of this toy line because we do, all three of us, love it so much and we think it deserves that attention. And, you know, we've been promising it since the very beginning. So hopefully it didn't disappoint in that regard. Uh, So uh, just on the way out, it's worth mentioning, of course, that uh, you can get or there will be that spy changer minisode on our our patreon very soon so we're going to be looking forward to that we're going to go into a lot more detail on spy changes the hasbro versions the uh, all the various takara versions as well and uh, some of the exclusives which uh, you can hear more about 
uh, me fondling my bags and things like that. So that should be uh, <laughs> you know, maybe some exclusive content there. It's pretty exciting. Uh, but talking to Patreon, Maz, we have a bit of a another question, I think, don't we? Yes, and I thought this would be a good one to answer in the one-year episode. So uh, Stephen Perkins has asked, uh, Hey, guys, I have a question that can be answered during a podcast episode. It might not make it to air, but can we have a little backstop on why Maz doesn't like the Omnibots? I'm not sure if I missed it from something from older episodes or if this hatred of the bots is from outside the pod, but a little explanation would be appreciated. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, I, no. can, I can answer this one. Okay, l- l- let's hear from these two. Let's hear but, from these two. Well, the truth is that you just hate Omnibots, isn't it? It's been yeah. that. You hate the toys. Savage. It's just outright savagery, yeah. Hmm. All right, and now the real story is that we were going to talk about the Omnibots in the 1984 episode, but what happened was um, back then it was six editing the episodes, but I would listen through the episodes and make notes on everything that we talked about and give pointers as to where we should cut and where put bumpers in, and the Omnibot chatter didn't really link to anything before it or after it, so it was good content on its own, but it just started to veer into waffle territory and we were kind of mindful of staying really snappy so i just we right (laughs) so i decided that we could leave that for a dedicated time somewhere down the road maybe even 1985 or maybe like a a mail away exclusive episode so i just thought we're not going to lose too much but these two were so offended by what they felt was (laughs) top draw content i don't know if they've listened back to it ever since you just said it was good content yeah it was good content in terms of it was a good topic but it wasn't snappy like that and it was it was a kind of like waffle but we eventually did an omnibot minisode which is tremendous inspired a whole range of triple takeover merch i love the omnibots i absolutely love them i love the diaclone versions i like the g1 versions and i would love to see generations versions mm. and i love the cars they're based on ferrari 512 bb for overdrive is one of my all-time favorite cars so i remember I sending you a message when you sent that note saying cut this time t- stamp to this time stamp or whatever and i just remember sending you a message saying sorry you want to trim the omnibots? <laughs> I was yeah. like incredulous about it. Like, yeah, what? Yeah. Oh man, did they go on about it for for ages? I mean, it's still coming up. <laughs> it's been a year. <laughs> you know, that was episode three. <laughs> there was a second instance, though, wasn't it? Not long after, where we briefly talked about them, and you eliminated it yeah, again. No, no, it was before that. It was. Before, yeah. You're saying it was episode three, but you'd already cut them out of yeah. episode one. It was the gimmicks episode. Yeah, we talked about them in that as well, and you trimmed it. That was why I was so like, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, no, I've forgotten (laughs) that. Okay, so it was a it was a repeat offense thing. Obviously, it became became a recurring thing that it was like, oh, there's some omnibot chatter. Delete, and it was uh, that was why it wasn't just the one time. I think think the the main takeaway here is that these lads can really waffle and sometimes they just need (laughs) to be reined in and this is one of those occasions. So that's that's our Patreon question. And that is a perk of Patreon. Uh, You can ask questions, we'll answer them on the show. And a number of our recent episodes have actually been topics that came from episode polls. So that's quite a lot of direction of content that you can have access to if you sign up to the Triple Take of Patreon. Uh, It's worth saying, actually, the Spy Changes was, was a Patreon Yep. request as well wasn't it that was one of our sixos butlers that actually commissioned that as a minisode uh, so that's why we're doing it there because uh, we do like to to look after those yeah. people 
And speaking of butlers, they get their shout out every episode. So a massive thank you to Nick, Dean Watts, Danny Roberts, Chris C17, Andy Preston, Brian Fox, Chris, Billy Ho, Spiderfather, Adam Schumacher, Zachary Blader, Matt, Stephen Perkins, <sighs> Bats out there, Justin Massaro, Dave Dalrymple, Sergio Kaiser, Yusufa, John Perk, Cliff Saras, Troisef, Anthony Cars, Alec Mir, Captain RA, Phil G, Jonathan Fossil, Howard, Jack Pelletier, Alicia Lee, aka Alicia Tron, Sam Highland, Stuart Webb, Amar, Laserbeak, Puma the Hunter, Mike S, Vegemite Mike, Peter Hamson, Andrew Bentley, Shenry, and Chris Norris. Thank you guys. What a list. It's like Blur just turned up. Oh, that's really <laughs> oh, is that why you're upset? <laughs> I've got patrons coming out of the walls. Patrons coming out of the walls. <laughs> well done. Oh, well done. And, and all the time I just saved by reading out quickly is... Up in smoke. Yeah. Did, I, I thought maybe you just read it out like that so that we wouldn't keep putting silly music over it when you did it. Well, now I think I can't oh, avoid now it. Now I'm right? find something. Yeah. Was it Benny Hill or something? Who knows? Oh well, I was going to give you uh, a bit of uh, Vince Cola, but maybe I can give you the Benny Hill theme tune if you <laughs> Please want. Don't. Yeah, well, it is just worth mentioning that if you do want all of that and more, then you can look us up then on uh, Patreon.com forward slash Triple Takeover. Uh, Maz, where can they find you? I am at TF Square One on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Liam? I am at Toybox Soapbox on all of those same things. And I am at 60TF on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, uh, some other stuff. Can't remember. So uh, but we also have a couple of sponsors just to thank before we head on out. So we've got obviously tfsource.com for all your transformers and third party needs and gearforgeeks.co.uk. Uh, still got that amazing, I just checked actually, still that amazing. Uh, priced R.I.D. Magnus is up there. So Liam, if you're not going for it, man, maybe it'll still be up there by the time the episode goes live. Just to say, I'm all about our listeners. Right? Okay, sure. Uh, if only had a landfill, eh? And uh, there's also a couple of primes up there. Do check those out. Looks really, really good. So that about does it for the R.I.D. chatter, meaning that we're officially closing the book on our first year of podcasting. Woohoo! Woo-hoo! It's been full of intense highs, surprising discoveries nostalgic interludes, and an alarming number of unplanned eBay visits. Once again, we've loved each and every minute of it, and we hope that you have too. So here's to year two and beyond. Till all are one. But if you know how to feel your bag, then you, you know, there are, there are good things in your future. There we go. Half waist twist. There we go. Round there. Twist, twist, flip, twist, twist, flip, click, twist, clip, twist, flip. It's so big. It's, it's ridiculous. It's massive. It's expensive. Just like you really want to chew them. They've got, they look sweet. Woof. Woof.